since we've oh let's see Are it's, we... it's it's been it's been a a, a quick bit i mean yeah, a little bit yeah and travel and all of these things and i feel the, the, like we're, we're gonna have to play catch up to some really exciting news as, and as things yeah yeah no I, i'm with yeah. you i'm with you uh, oh life... hello <laughs> <laughs> i like pretending that we didn't know that we, like we pushed live like, on our own uh, podcast. absolutely it does it on its own well, everybody, welcome to another episode of Best of Our Week. Oui, I am back. finally properly acclimated to a restored and functional AC unit. It's funny, yeah. today was hot, but it wasn't 106 degrees. Uh, um, yeah. So uh-huh. for, for the peak of our heat wave, we have been without air conditioning after just getting back from from a, a trip where we had a lovely time visiting with some family, That's and good. man, that that hit hard. Yeah, that was no, no, no. really rough being in the office, and it could be like as high as 120 degrees in here if I tried to turn on anything with electricity. Oh my god! Yeah, no, no, uh, it's been so. Uh, so to to referencing what, what Juan was saying is yes, it was a little bit cooler today, although the humidity levels were much much higher. Oh, so gross. We're we're at the we're catching a tail end of a monsoonal weather, uh, weather system going up the uh, the western coast uh, of the United States, but it's basically going north. So at some point, it's going to hit some part of LA. So we may get some rain from that. But yeah, it's been humid, it's been hot, it's been muggy, and it's been just uncomfortable for the last I don't know how long. It's been like that for a while. Um, yeah, but both of us got a chance to, you know, do a little bit of uh, skedaddling across the globe, uh, For sure. parts of the different states. Took, um, took my first flight in um in over three years. How did that go? How, how, how it, it was crazy um, for me going going to the traveling during that week. Last week was just absolutely bonkers. Well, and you you I mean, again, you tackled another international travel too. So I mean, international, you were, you were local, like in one day, I was traveling three different airlines and three different airports and a whole bunch of different things kind of going on. I was like, crap, I hope none of my flights are late. I hope none of my flights are canceled. And I'm hoping yeah. that I'm able to go through and not have to check in a single piece of luggage, which by the way, I- I won not one piece of check luggage a whole week. <laughs> so um, we, we, uh, my first flight was like baby steps compared to oh, what yeah. you were doing. Um, my, my, my brother lives in Colorado. He got oh, married nice. and I was, I was the, I, I officiated his wedding. I didn't. Um, okay. And, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and so flying out of LA, uh, we, we were able to land like the one flight a week that flew out of Burbank. Oh, like, good, this good, is good. amazing. Yeah, and again, yeah. it's Colorado, so it's like ninety minutes up in the air. It's not it, like it's it's not that international yeah, I, I used to do that. So it was it was quite really often, easy. yeah. So it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah. I just want to throw a shout out. We've got a bunch of familiar faces in here, but w- with all love and with um with all recognition, seeing Jeff in the chat. Absolutely, and yeah, I hope man. you're doing well, buddy. Same. And uh, I'm I'm glad to see that people are out there supporting you and your family, and I hope you've been able to start that process of being there for your loved ones. Uh, I, I, I wish I were more eloquent. I wish there were better things that I could say, but I'm glad to see, glad to see your face in the chat and know if you ever Absolutely. need anything from any of us, this entire crew here is ready to have your back. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, our deepest and most sincere condolences. And, and of course, uh, anything that we can do to help, please let us know. Uh, but everybody, please, uh, you know, make sure to say hi. And um, I see we have also a few other for other other our friends in there. We have Vince, we have Farhan, we have Lenny, uh, Michael Corgan's in there as well. Uh, yeah, some Barry best of Johnson. our week. Barry's in yeah. there as well. Yeah, no, no, definitely. 
Um, and you know, it's it's nice. So the, the for reference though, neither one of us have had a live stream since the last time we met. <laughs> so I, that I, that 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 is just a really nice way of saying like, whoa, we just don't function without each other. Um, we got yeah, we got it, it melts down bad. <laughs> I I went into panic mode that weekend as I started recording, recording, recording as if I was going out of as if recording videos was going out of style for some reason, and then. I got to Berlin and of course, you know, you were, you didn't have that one. And then of course I, I ended up basically totally, honestly, just getting overwhelmed with the amount of things I needed to do at the end of the week. And I totally wasn't able to do my own live stream. So yeah. it's nice to be able to kind of come back and bring back things. And we have a lot to talk about actually. A lot of things, yeah, especially it, a couple of days ago, kind of been going on. Sure. Not even a couple of days ago, yesterday, dude, what am yesterday. I talking about? <laughs> this yesterday. is like one of those few times where we get to be pretty close to on the pulse. <laughs> breaking news i always feel like we're a week out like we, we do our show on a thursday and then amazing news happens on friday and we have to wait till the next thursday to well, talk about okay, it so that kind of happened to us <sighs> last week right had we had a show together right we would have had oh no wait we wouldn't have been able to talk about it yet we didn't know no, was it wednesday no we would have we would have uh the first was thursday uh, we would have had the yeah, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. about the xperia 5 that day because the embargo was obviously middle of the night as typical uh for our xperia 5 uh device oh look at that look at that beauty okay let's we got to do this together you got wonder twins activate sony do not fail me <laughs> yeah okay so this i gotta clean it <laughs> but sony yeah my, mine's definitely been rubbed in some dirt and has been uh, getting used pretty heavily. Yeah, I so. mean, the, the the texture on the back is pretty nice. I like it. They used the one from the Xperia 1 Mark IV. Um, it's oh, not yeah. as fingerprint prone, but you could still get smudges on it. It's not like 100% clean. And for me, and it's they, also, it, it seems to pick up pocket lint pretty well. So pretty, because you yeah. have that nice matte finish, you try to take a photo of it, and it just, and it, all those little, like, fibers stand out. So it's like, oh, my beautiful Sony looks so dirty and gross right now. It, it, gets, it gets you. It gets you. No, no, but for sure, so the Xperia 5 is among us. Obviously, we we were able to play a little bit with it uh, together. Obviously, not, we actually didn't get a yeah. chance to spend some time together. We weren't able to meet up for this. No. Uh, for, Usually, for this we try and tag team some aspect of this. The it did not work out hard. scheduling. Yeah. It, um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so do we, do we want to? Oh, I, I mean, we, we obviously have some hot SEO keywords going on. Uh, in the title, do we want to start with the Xperia and then we can save Apple? I, I think, sort, yeah, sort I mean, so the Apple event is obviously the overall glooming, not looming, sure. but uh, glooming. <laughs> no, looming is fine. That's fine. Looming is speak, fine. Speak, glooming speak, is a different. Speak your truth, TK. Speak your <laughs> it's, truth. It's the glooming part that I want to talk about maybe a little bit later. But yeah, I think we should start off with the Xperia because I feel like Xperia is uh, kind of like at, at, at its core for me. The mo- I'm, I'm excited more about this device. Nothing personal against the iPhone. And and the all the announcement and the amazing announcement they did have quite a few. I like some things they did, some things they didn't. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But Sony finally brought the five Mark IV. The five five Mark IV is not going to be like this four to five months wait before we can get it. it it's going to come a lot sooner, a little bit later. I mean, obviously, than the Xperia One Mark IV, which should be coming up by the way later on this month. Uh, and we're going to tune in right now to Juan having his uh, special moment with his best right. best friend. Uh, oh, of course. No, so no, no. Too, I... too, too late. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you missed it. 
Okay. <laughs> well, uh, you know, for everybody's joining us on the audio podcast, Juan was uh, doing some interesting things to. The I was trying trying to minimize the ASMR effect of rubbing a phone <laughs> against my face in a very lewd. Well, I'm trying to fashion. figure out how to describe um, it. <laughs> how do you do the, visual uh, description to this? The audio <laughs> podcast is not getting this conversation. We need uh, we need uh, people who do like um, audio. Uh, what do you call that for for people who are seeing impaired and they have the special audio track that describes what's going? Anyway, that's not what you're tuning into this podcast for. Is me struggling to remember words uh experience five yeah this is one of the most significant uh design changes that we've seen in the entire current (laughs) modern it's a bigger battery than its older brethren i mean come on how do you i mean just start off i'm I'm just happy i mean starting like at the most basic i'm just happy that the five frame now more resembles the squarer and more angular frame of the one yeah. It, I've actually not always enjoyed the rounded edges it's always, on yeah. the previous Xperia 5s. And now yeah. they're they're cut from the same cloth. So this is already a very significant change for the 5, yeah. even though obviously we're familiar with this design language from the Xperia 1, um, but without losing anything. Sony has, mm. has created a, a, a an iterative upgrade um, pattern, mm-hmm. but... So far, like every single time, like think about it. We're going to talk about iPhone and iPhone is losing things year over year. Sony, we've got like one minor change to the camera stack and yet everything else has been added and they've kept everything Mm -hmm. that makes a Sony unique. So I just need to give them that kind of credit right up front. If you want a premium tier, nicely built powerhouse device, and you don't want to lose features year over year, your last option to vote with your wallet is a Sony. Anything else is going to have a different set of compromises to get a few kind of upgrades. One of the biggest things we have to also keep in mind is that the price for the 5 Mark IV did not go up. So nope. we got more, we got newer things. We got, obviously there's a lot of improvements in there and we're going to talk about all of those. But the biggest thing that I loved about it is that they stuck to the price. So in, yeah. in reality, this is why I, in my video, I kind of titled it saying, you know, is the five Mark IV better than the one Mark IV? To a certain point, you know, I'm trying, obviously there's a little bit of a clickbaiting. I'm trying to entice a little bit of emotions there. But in my opinion, I feel like the five Mark IV got the better deal this year a little bit than the one Mark IV. Not to say that I don't appreciate the the cameras. Obviously, the one Mark IV still has its own unique experience. Sure, but the five Mark IV, I feel, I feel like this. It's the more pocketable. It's the the, the I feel like the more sporty version. I always associated it with gaming more so than uh, than photography because yeah, that's the how it was. One for- to me always feels a bit more like 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 a truck, and the yeah. Xperia Five to me always feels a little bit more like a roadster. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's right. it's the the engine that could. It's a 1080p, 100, 120 frames per second refresh rate. Uh, you got a beautiful frame, twenty one by nine aspect ratio, stereo speakers that are louder, you know, brighter display. Um, mm-hmm. I love the camera experience, the balanced camera experience with the four K one twenty across all lenses. Um, yeah. We have OIS, we have um, autofocusing oh, on high uh, auto-focus refresh, bit. high readout sensors on the back That's three cameras. The best way to do so it. So pretty, and. And to top it off, of course, we also have um, all of the other improvements in there as well with the gaming mm-hmm. engine. The streaming capabilities that we saw with the One Mark IV are all in here. Uh, the using it as a display monitor for your cameras yeah. is still there. So, I mean, literally, this is Sony is truly the only company, literally every year, giving us more. 
and giving, 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 and adding more. And if, if they're not adding something, they're making it yeah. better. So to so me, I, I think we can point to the minor compromise in the camera stack. I had a lot of people in my comments for my video. Yeah. I mean, I understand they, they were frustrated that the Xperia 5 didn't get exactly the same telephoto. Which we did last year. Yeah. So last one. year we had that experience. They kept it. This year they, they had to do a compromise for the, I, and I don't know if it's the pricing, but essentially. Oh, it definitely to, isn't. The, I mean, yeah, like it's you're, tailoring, you're completely right? redesigning the frame. You're putting in yeah. the bigger battery. You're adding the wireless and reverse wireless charging. You're adding oh, yeah, all of yeah, that yeah, extra yeah, code. You're, you're still supporting um, the, uh, the, you know, HS power control, gaming features, streaming monitor. We've, we've covered all that. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that is going to complicate the construction mm-hmm. of a brand new frame is going to be a very complicated, expensive camera stack. And and so I understand why the Xperia 1 Mark IV has such a high price tag oh, and why they're not even bothering with these other tiers of storage and different configurations. They're oh, trying they're to... Oh, 512 on that one, yeah. They're mainlining that one version of the phone. So now the Xperia 5 is our option to have a somewhat more mainstream as mainstream as a Sony can be, because an Xperia is totally different than any other phone on the market. But when you add up all of those additional lifestyle improvements on a new frame and trying to minimize the depth that you need for that variable lens periscoping telephoto, Mm -hmm. I get it. I understand why some folks are frustrated because you want that Xperia 1 flavor in a smaller form factor. But I also kind of dig, you know, what the Xperia 5 is going to represent. That 60 millimeter is a brilliant portrait sensor. If you're trying to kind of frame that head and shoulder sort of look for someone, if you're shooting video and you're trying to kind of keep that medium sized frame, obviously it would, it would be nice if we had that super extended telephoto experience, but of all the compromises they could have made, I feel keeping the price tag nine ninety nine mm-hmm. and minimizing some of the engineering impact of a variable uh, focal length zoom lens, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy making that trade. I, look, I feel I, like I we arrived at at a good compromise. You have a very it, the 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 one thing I would probably say is they did keep the balancing and they gave us the high readout sensor, so we're not really losing. On on the performance side, it's the separate focal length. We just don't have an eighty-five to one. Uh, I think yeah, we just don't get that reach. We don't have yeah, and, and I think at the end of the day, when you're looking at what the what the five is representing right now is, it is a, a truly like a, a, they're they revigor. In my opinion, at least they they reinvigorated the the appeal of the five for me because now the five stands on its own and it does have its own unique story to say. It's a fast. It's a it's a it's a powerful processing, uh, you know, computer in your hand. But the camera stack on the back is also still now very nice. Still focusing primarily on the main sensors in the back. We have the new 12 megapixel sensor on the front. 4K 30 is there, but you still get the better color uh, performance and everything out of the main sensors on the back. I I, I had the opportunity to travel with it, so it, using it while traveling has always been fun. Um, it catches 5G everywhere I go on Project Five, which is really nice. So that's and nice. Of, and of course. That magical port that you just pulled the sim, yeah, that thing out of that, that seems to be, you know, more of an extinct thing coming up. Look at that. Look at that fingerprint sensor. And, the, you know, actually, I do like the wallpaper, by the way. The wallpapers are really nice. I like the colors. The, yeah. the, the you know, just the subtle shifts. And again, it's, it's, we've gone from sort of the sort of horizon look to more mm-hmm. like planetary 
bodies about well, to impact kind absolutely. of look. Somebody said no, it I, looked almost like a, a foldable type of a wallpaper. Yeah, right. Like I'm just going to snap it right there on the yeah, edge. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I have very much enjoyed um, what Sony has been able to do. And, and I think it is a, it's a positive trend. Again, mm-hmm. we saw the most recent Sony financial statement come out. The mobile division is still profitable. It's still growing. It's still making mm-hmm. money. Obviously, the strategy is resonating with a very boutique kind of consumer. Absolutely. And that's a great place for Sony to sit. Um, and the, the features, capabilities, and performance stand completely alone from any other device that I've handled. And I feel like that that on its own should just be refreshing. If if you're a tech enthusiast and you care about competition, you can absolutely sort of acknowledge like, hey, an Xperia might not be the right fit for me. Mm-hmm, but yeah. I, I don't think anyone who would genuinely be a fan of tech could dismiss what Sony is doing, how unique it is, how fresh it is, and how it's almost perfectly targeted to a much smaller audience base, but mm-hmm. nailing what that audience would want. And, to and me, that is so much more exciting. Audience space, that's the biggest part. They're exactly. listening to their audience space. So um, during during my trip last week at Kendo with Sony, which I had an opportunity to go spend some time with the Xperia team from Japan. Yeah. So this was like literally going you to like, it's like, <laughs> honestly, I really wish you were with me, man. I seriously, I've, of all the places I've, I've actually gone to, this literally needed to be a tag team effort for us. The two of us needed to be there together. And it felt weird being at a, at, a, at an event. I wasn't there the whole time. That was the other thing. I, I feel bad that, because on one part I got invited and then I was like, thank you for letting me join you. And then on the other side, oh, by the way, I got to leave a little early. So I literally only <laughs> <Yeah>. got to. <laughs> no, no, seriously. I left. Uh, I left it second day in mid, um, uh, at noon on the second day to catch my flights just to be able to make it into IFA on time. Although I was. In Sorry, technically... these, these these guys in our chat are cracking me up about like, oh, oh wow, it has a sim tray. <laughs> I, I we're gonna have to talk about we're gonna have to talk about the, makes me so these, frustrated these disappearing it, features that we don't really apparently need. But it, yes. like none none of this makes the phones any better. And again, every single time I pick up an Xperia, I'm like, oh, this is what features feel. That's nice. I like that. I like. I seem to enjoy features. I so like. I like it too. Pretty cool. No, no I know. Sim tray ultra. I like the Michael. Yeah, the sim, the sim tray. Uh, oh, hey, uh, Rolando's in the chat too. Hey, how are you doing, man? What's up, people? Uh, it's it's been a minute since I've had, Rolando and I got a chance to hang out at, in New York. Um, it, it was definitely a trip to remember and experience to be able to have uh, have, and hopefully next year we you know or the next time they have something like this, you and I can definitely tag team it. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the overall senses that I got there is sense of overall just you know like everybody's appreciated what Xperia does and they had quite a few different mm-hmm. experience there they had a uh, loaners there you could pick up the pro the pro i uh we both got a chance to play with the pro i a little bit uh with uh i think the new new feature for the live streaming but the five mm-hmm. and the one obviously embody all of the live streaming the yeah. live streaming from a gaming experience straight to youtube um and i i was trying my hardest this is this is how weird and geeky i was trying to be at, 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 with sony I was trying to get the AirPeak team over during because they had a, a booth for the AirPeak. I was trying to get my fi- Xperia One Mark, f- uh, the Five Mark Four that I had, to connect over to the to the <laughs> camera that they're using, and I wanted to yeah. do a live stream straight to YouTube, but we couldn't fit the mount and the wire. We needed an <laughs> L-shaped HDMI cable, and we couldn't get that happening. But if I did, that would have happened. Seriously, we would that would have been like epic level, you know, me geeking out to the to the tenth power. So, um, yeah. it, it was fun. 
and I, I wish I had stayed a little bit longer and, uh, but I did have a lot of other things to do, but at, at again, just to kind of summarize it, the five Mark four, the version at least that we have right now is obviously a pre-production. There's still some things that needs to be done. I got a chance yeah. to play a little bit with music pro. I don't know if you had a chance to check it out on your, I mean a little, like I, I, I did some spoken word recording and the editing I, is pretty good. I, I like it. I'm I, so I, familiar I, with audio evolution. Obviously I'm poking around and I'm, I'm, I, I need to kind of reacclimate. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's, again, it's very refreshing to find a phone from a manufacturer that is kind of living up to these claims of the experiences that they're creating. If you're saying that this is going to be a phone for broadcast streamers, for uh, game streamers, if you want to use the phone as a capture card or with mm -hmm. a capture card, capture card. you yeah, can yeah. plug a, a, a video capture card into this. Like my Elgato kind of works with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously my little USB, um, 1080p video things are, are kind of, uh, I think what it's more built for, but I, I, I feel there are precious few companies that are making these kinds of specific claims mm -hmm. and then they, they're not really living up to them. And Sony is one of those companies where you really need to listen to them. Like you, you need to believe Sony when they say, Hey, we're making this with this kind of purpose. And then you pick up a Sony and you see someone you're like, but what about the average consumers? And you're like, Sony could not be going out of their way harder to dissuade you from sort of trying to sell this phone to an utterly basic, yep. like lowest level kind of user experience. And, and I feel like that deserves to be judged on a, or graded on a different mm -hmm. scale, on a different curve. You should grade that on a different curve than a phone that is trying to be sort of a general milk toast all rounder. Mm -hmm. Sony pros and cons are completely different than any other phones. It, it's, focus, yeah, it's focusing on a very different market. And as you said, it's very niche. And I think we're seeing this year over year. And the more they double down and they focus on that experience, the more we see their effort, you know, I, I think the, fr the fruits of their labor, really. I mean, putting all the work that they're yeah. putting in there. The camera stack this year is absolutely what, it, what we always wanted from years before. Um, I love the fact that they stuck to basically a high readout sensor to be able to get that 20 frames per second, uh, even at high readout options. I mean, I was... Um, well, I was in Canada. There was a there was a specific scene where they had two models on skates, uh, rollerblades, not skates. Sorry, and they were having them run across from each other. Obviously, not at each other, but like parallel a little bit. So more like this. And then you they would do a jump in midair, and you were trying to basically capture it. Everybody else was there with like a five thousand, six thousand dollar camera setup, and your boy is standing there with like a phone. And I'm like getting, and I'm catching every single one. So it was like, and every single one is in sharp focus because it it locks on their faces and it stays locked. You do that. I, I mean, like I've have... I've pulled off a few shots. I mean, again, we're tired. I don't share my photos of Lex, but like, no, I understand. Medium distance torso shots where she's running, and it's not just the phone focused on my daughter. I did see the eye focus pop up. Yep. with a six year old running full clip. You know, yeah, like yeah. it. it it really is a very different feel how hyper quick that kind of camera, it, it's just so much more responsive. And, and especially like, I know people, th there's, there's really nothing stopping folks from getting amazing shots out of a Samsung. But once you get comfortable with that Samsung shooting experience, I think you take for granted, or you're trying to anticipate the ways that a Samsung can kind of slow you down. So it doesn't bother you because you're familiar with it. If you pick up a Sony from a Samsung, you're immediately going to notice substantially less processing, 
but nailing those critical focus, high activity sports action kinds of photos. Yep. So much easier than what you can get from, I mean, a lot of our Android and iPhone sort of players right now, but mm-hmm. I always feel kind of point to Samsung as being one of the more glaringly consistent at sort of slowing you down for that HDR photo experience. And Sony's, I mean, it's spooky. It really is. You can see how much of their AI processing power is going into tracking the eyeball of your subject before you're even near pushing because the their button. their focus it, it is, is getting remarkable. you to get the right shot from the lens not after getting the lens after the, getting the shot yeah. from whatever system you're using and i think that's it's it is a different approach you do need to understand that what it was if there and you may need to go in there and, and you know maybe work a little bit of tweaking but the product of this camera is trying to give you the shot you don't it, it's trying to make it so that you don't miss that shot that's in focus and you're getting it. I mean, obviously in good lighting, you're not going to need as much. It really has a nice uh, representation of colors and so on. Is when you start kind of going with high uh, high frame rate, like 4K 120 and so on, where you do need a lot of that light. And if you don't have a lot of that, focus ends up being the biggest thing that you need to ha- hang with. Because if it doesn't have focus on the subject that you're trying to shoot, the whole thing becomes bupkis, right? There's no point in, you know, you can't use the footage if your subject is yeah. totally out of, like, you know, in, in blended into the background. So. Uh, I enjoyed using that. I enjoyed shooting um, also a little bit of light, uh, low light. Um, I got a chance to use the microphones. I used the the vlogging kit for my Xperia Pro I. <laughs> so it, it, to me, I kind of like wanted to utilize a whole bunch of the functionalities in different scenarios. I, I know um, I'm going to bug all the Sony people. I'm going to plug it into my Panasonic. Hey, look, <laughs> it also works with my Panasonic. Look at no! that. I can stream from my no, Lumix no, 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 on no. your Xperia. I might pick up another prime lens for my Lumix. Just, you know, I'm, I, 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 I think I'm in pretty deep. I'm going to be stuck with micro four thirds for a while. I, I got, I, I experienced a brand new, the DM2, uh, 24, 20, yeah, 24 to 70. Um, that was just so good on the experience. Oh, that looks like a micro. brilliant piece of glass. Oh my god, it's so yeah. much lighter than the first generation, and so everybody was literally everybody's main it's because uh, it was a coffee can that. on the front yeah. of your like little mirrorless camera body, and you're like, Mmm. oh my god, it was it was just crazy. that that it lens. Was... I almost felt like they should have had the mid lens bracket that you would normally see like on a Canon 100 you know how you don't actually mount the camera body, you mount the no, lens the to your on the cam- Yeah, I know. <laughs> the 2470, to me, was cl- so close to requiring that kind of a mount it was with your heavy. tiny, lightweight Sony mirrorless camera body, completely inadequate Absolutely. for hand-holding that lens. It was such a, a beast. So um, Kogan, David Kogan, the unlocker, uh, did end up playing with some of their most largest. I call them the torpedo lenses because they look like they're about <laughs> torpedo. And and you're right. Yeah, the mount is built to the actual lens, not to the camera, because you the camera is so much lighter by comparison. It's like a child's play thing stuck yeah. in the back that just happens to kind of catches the images. Um, but no, no, I think most everybody was doing is using the the five Mark IV with uh, the twenty four to seventy, and I think that was the best combo. And I, and I really personally love how that car- the, the the glass it's just the clarity that the ease of snap, the autofocusing, obviously on the on the five Mark IV was uh, sorry the seven Mark IV was really good, and this just mm-hmm. ended up basically being like so much nice. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to save to that and 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 still I, be I, able to see, afford I, my mortgage. But the thing is, like I, I feel like you you've overlooked. A very significant data point. Um, how do you even say the names of Sony products? It's like I, Alpha A7 IV and Suspiria 5 I, 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 I mean, like, it, you can't even say them. 
I mean, you can't even say like it, I, I'll say what, this. what if, the names if, of them. If, are. if if you're not able to say the names or hang with the crew that can say the names, you may not be cool enough for an Xperia. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> if you that doesn't sound like a Sony problem. I feel yeah, it's it's you holding the phone the wrong way. Remember, it, it's just like the way Apple kind of says it. It's not a me problem, bro. It's a you problem. You're doing well. It, it sounds like Josh, our buddy Josh, is now a convert too. So oh my god, right, I, so yeah. I, yeah. I, that was the whole. I thing know I was I was like one of the lone holdouts, just kind of rocking my my Panasonic gear. But even I more of you guys. Josh, are Josh be was on sold, the Sony train. and uh, yeah, he practically he he practically walked out with like you know where do I pay? Take my credit card, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but Josh got a chance to stay a little bit longer too, as well. So he got a chance to enjoy the the rest of the trip. I I ended up having breakfast with them on Wednesday before leaving, and then I was literally so I will say this: I was in perpetual editing mode the whole week. I shot like a whole bunch of videos on Saturday and Sunday before the trip. And every single day I was perpetually just editing and producing every single day, content, 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 yeah. flying. And so for me, uh, I couldn't hang out more with them, but I got, at least I got a chance to see Josh again. I know we live close, but we don't really get a chance to hang out as much. It's, it's sad that, you know, we, we should do, we never more. do. but uh, I'll say this overall, the five Mark four is a mm-hmm. solid performer. Uh, we're going to be able to start picking it up, I think, at the end of October, so around the 22nd of October, if, if that yeah. change, doesn't change. And, and honestly, not yeah. just a solid performer. This is one of those things that is very tricky to pin down and in, in trying to find these like qualitative and real-world differences in all of yeah, these yeah. phones. I, I kind of find that phones using the HN1 fall into two camps, okay. highly managed and often throttled or mm-hmm. running warmer but the phone will do exactly what you tell it to do. Yeah. And so, so again, like when I'm playing games, when I'm editing video, the Axon mm-hmm. is actually one of the slower performers of the year, but it finishes all these tasks running noticeably cooler. A yep. phone like the, the, the Note 22, the Moto Edge Plus, and now the Xperia is the one in the five. If you ask it to do something, it's, gonna try to do it and it's really gonna tap that hn1 for as much horsepower as much processing power as it can and and i feel like that's just one of those last fundamental philosophies that marks the difference between phones this year you can tank the battery aggressively if you're using the phone really hard it's actually not difficult, especially in summer heat here in Southern California. So high yeah, that 90s. was that, that was the getting, challenge of getting getting these devices while we're running one hundred. Yeah, like oh my god, that was just a tough. Well, one. I mean, I, I and and you're like I um I we I don't know if you, you have you you have an order in for a Steam Deck, right? Yes. Uh, well, I have okay. my reservation. I have right, you, you, but you have a reservation. Yeah. Not, not, not. I'm not saying like it's shipping, but you're just you're in line for one. So Absolutely. Valve had to come out and say like, "Hey, you know, those of you using Steam Decks when the UK was having its heat wave, when we're having our heat wave, these products are designed to kind of be used within a certain thermal envelope. So maybe don't take your Steam Deck out into 40 degree Celsius weather because yeah, it's yeah, not going to run I well. Yeah. Our consumer electronics are are built within these certain tolerances that are now starting to get pushed by climate change and so i just published a video this afternoon uh taking a look at thermal throttling in video performance and well one the sony doesn't lose every fight that's actually one of the first surprising things for me the different phones that i'm comparing it against 
But really interesting things start happening if you look at the quality of the video that's being captured. So while I absolutely love what Xiaomi is doing with that new one-inch sensor, the Axon totally blew me away as sort of a budget ultra phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sony is doing something different when you're trying to capture professional grade or higher quality video. So our expectations just need to be primed by what is the philosophy of the company? And Sony, their philosophy for the Xperia's has been, you're a professional. You shopped us with purpose. No one accidentally buys a Sony and just sort of lives with it. You already know some of the experience you're in for. So we're going to trust that you're not a knuckle-dragging idiot who can't manage the compute power of your phone. If you want to turn things down and have you know longer battery life and have things run cooler, great. We've got modes and settings to help you do that. Yeah. If you ask us for full horsepower, we're going to give it to you until the phone literally shuts itself off. Yeah. And I feel like, to me, because I'm a grown-up, I like that philosophy better, and I can get pretty good, and I can get pretty granular about managing that kind of stuff. I feel once price tags hit $1,000, mm-hmm. I should have that kind of option. <laughs> I should have that kind of choice in yeah. how I use or manage my own products, not looking at a Z Fold 4, which no longer has a high-performance mode. That makes me really geeky, cranky. And so I, I really... Like, Sony is this last special little... I know. Uh, I, I, it's, it's, become, it's becoming that more and more every year we, we look into it. It's literally holding the flag and, and basically holding spot for all other things we love right now. And I'm loving the fact that they're a profitable and that they're able to hopefully continue doing what they're doing uh, best. And that's basically, you know, listen to their users and keep improving their experiences. Um, yeah. But it is, you're right. It's like, it's like a, you know, you're putting all your eggs in one basket right now. If you really love creativity really like control over how you're producing your content sony does a very decent and a very good job of of not impersonating but bringing in alpha experiences into your device and you see that through the ui from the camera shutter button from the half press on the button the autofocus the uh the highest i'm telling you man all of those like like running running that test shooting video sony's are the closest at actually operating like real cameras when it comes Mm -hmm. to maintaining a consistent frame rate yeah, like even just that is kind of a big deal, and and I know like you know we're gonna we're probably gonna we should probably shift gears here and start talking about iPhones. And I know a a series Bionic chips are the most powerful chips, and that's great. Um, App, Apple but, said they're the best on the market, man. So let's, let's just yeah, they are. No, that's because Apple it. PR said so. I, I don't know if yeah, you yeah. saw this, but like it Tim was Cook chart. was like, hey, was just buy chart. your mom and grandma an iPhone, and then you don't have to worry about green bubbles. Um, but but. Testing this out against so many other phones, and this is something I feel like I, I need to maybe start doing more consistently. Yeah. We take it for granted that I guess consumers just don't care about having consistent frame rates in their videos or minimizing dropped frames or having less errors in their videos. You know, those dumb consumers, why would they care about quality on their phone cameras? And now that the Sony Xperia team is, it it seems like it's almost directly under the alpha team at this point. There's very little like mobile division. It feels like an offshoot of the Sony alpha. They build their phones to that same functionality. If you save 60 frames per second, 
I'm seeing almost no dropped frames in over 90 degree heat and the video stays like locked at 60 frames per second. I don't see any dip or drop or uh, degradation to that video file. And I can't say the same for a lot of other phone manufacturers. It's depending on the approach of the device. Like you said, it's either it's managed or it's basically unleashed and allowed to be to run the way it's supposed to. The HN1 itself does have... Um, I mean, the 8, eight plus Gen One did fix some of those concerns, or they at least tried to bring down the the th- you know the perform the power draw during performance mm-hmm. and improvement. And I do notice that, but it is right. refined. It is better. It, it is yeah. definitely refined. But I mean, the 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 four and the, so the the one and the five typically come out with the same processor. So although we didn't get the five earlier in the year, it still technically was done and, and baked and ready to go. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm loving the fact that of of a couple of things. There's one thing that I did actually pose the question, or actually it was a suggestion to over to the to the Sony team over in Japan, and I said, "Look, you're bringing in a lot of alpha features into your into your Sony devices into Xperia. Why not bring in high temperature mode? And that's something that I typically use all the time on my alpha cameras. Yeah. There's a sense, there's an option in the camera that because I run it for so long mm-hmm. that it basically allows the camera to run hot." And it knows that I'm not going to be touching it. It's going to sit on a tripod away from, and you know. we from, have a flavor of that for the broadcast app. We do. There is buried that, in that is, setting. That There's is, like a little bit mode. of. Yeah, yeah. The endurance mode. And you're like, one, I need endurance mode for Video Pro. And two, I need to be able to put Video Pro on the list for HS power control. That's so those are and the I two things. And I think that, that combo yeah, will help would a lot be with fantastic. Power, with, with, with generation. Yeah. Um, exactly. Exactly. So, so first thing I'll say this, um, a, a friend of ours, and I think you know Mark from Sony. We, I think he's been in a few of our meetings. We, oh, yeah. We've always talked to him. So during my meeting with the with the team from Japan, he jumped in and he's like, well, we have endurance mode. It's in there. So there seems to be basically, at least on the Xperia 1, the, the 5 Mark four again, for everybody's reference, it's a pre-production piece of hardware. Nobody has production hardware. They're not available yet. End of September is when, uh, end of October is when anybody. This is the closest up. we've gotten to yeah. like what would be a retail pretty, release. And pretty it's decent, still I not say. exactly what Absolutely. the final is going to be. And what apparently has is, which, which pushed to the Xperia 1 Mark four already because those are available retail already, not in the US, mm-hmm. but internationally. If you're using a Bluetooth controller, like so like the grip that came with the uh, the Pro I, right? If the camera mm-hmm. is connected to that, on the one Mark IV, and I can't confirm that because again, I don't have the one Mark IV anymore. Um, Sony's at least mentioning to me is that they do have endurance mode now triggered on, or you'll have the option in the settings once a Bluetooth controller is turned on, uh, connected, which means the phone knows it's no longer being held. It's being put in a, in a cradle of sorts or a tripod. It will run hotter. It will not shut you down on the temperature. So that feature will be coming to the 5 Mark IV. It is available on the 1 Mark IV in, in the region that it's available. And they are addressing it. They're not ignoring it. It's just it's not readily available and not a, very people, not a lot of people have it to talk about it. Yeah, but, but TK, I want it the way that I want it. I want you want, it. I know. I, 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 I said my statement to them was more about, look... I, I pre, although I appreciate what the feature is, but if it's a feature that can only show up when we connect a trigger, a Bluetooth trigger, I said it's not a feature because for the most part, most people won't see that. If it's not there in the settings menu grayed out for me to know that it could be there, I will never find it because which also again kind of helps Sony with their accessory purchases. Like oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. This it, is I know a lot of people would get frustrated seeing a feature that they can't use without buying another accessory, but. 
that's how you're going to encourage people to kind of buy into this sort of Sony Spe- ecosystem. Yeah, and all absolutely. those parts play really well with a mm-hmm. number of their other cameras and products and solutions. So I, I just want to throw this out here real quick. Did you, oh, uh, yeah, this sorry. is from Farhan. Did you guys read the rumors on GSM Arena about the upcoming Pro iMark II? Not going to lie. I'd love to see Sony trying to incorporate their 20 frame per second focusing system on a, a quad Bayer sensor. So one of the rumors that I saw was that it was going to have a more fluidly continuous aperture on the okay. main camera sensor. Main so sensor, yeah. maybe that, that'll be kind of fun to see. Uh, what, what would you want to see? Because I think you got to spend a little bit more time with the Pro-I than I have. Oh, um, yeah, I still have uh, what, mine. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, yours I, is I, still I, sitting on your desk. Um, uh, what would you want to see upgraded? I mean, I, I think I can predict, but I don't want to... You know, you actually have the phone, so we should probably just let you tell us. No, I mean, for me, it, so overall, I would love it for to actually truly use the full the full sensor. I, I wanted to increase the bump on the on the back of the phone. Mm-hmm. As much as I as much as I appreciate the thinness and the design that we have in there, uh, what I what I saw what I what really pretty much stuck with me when from Kondo and and everything is that. Sony doesn't care about the size, right? I mean, if you, the tool needs to be, if the lens needs to be this large or very small, it will be mm. what it needs to be for the, for the shot to be there. I want to see first party accessories, either maybe even if you can't put it in there, but you know, certainly like a clip on camera ex- options for us, yeah. uh, for better, for better lens options. Like, you know, these, these first party accessories. And D filters and, and D filters for the polarizers. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah, um, for sure. either, Either the ability of adding the ND filter, kind of like how OnePlus did it that one time with the that you oh, know the one yeah. model that they had, just include it as part of the glass. Allow it to actually change with uh, like an electrostatic option where it activates and then basically you know uh, darkens and enlightens the ability of using Imagine it. Imagine if you could do something like that with an aperture. Oh, Imagine God, if you could sad. darken sort of like an just, internal lens element. So instead of having a mechanical aperture, you could have an actual sort of an uh, optical uh, aperture. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that technology was absolutely not utilized for what it was supposed to. It was demonstrated on a device <laughs> that never made it to market. OnePlus, I don't think, is ever. Yeah, no, because it, it, I can. I, I've no. It's just the way you phrase that. Like, how dare you, OnePlus? It was never utilized for what it was supposed to be. No, I know. Like, come on. Like, you showed it to me. You teased me with it. You let me and, hold and, it for like a twenty minutes, and then now it's no more. You know, and seeing uh, that, seeing how well that experiment was polished, you know, like we uh, still haven't gotten anything like for it. An ex- um, it worked well, but yeah, sorry. Uh, so, so I, I, I kind of feel like if if I'm if I'm trying to read the tea leaves here, I absolutely. would love to see again, kind of like what Farhan was saying here too. I would love to see what Sony could do with their own monster phone camera sensor. I have loved shooting the nine eight nine on the uh-huh. Xiaomi twelve S Ultra. Yeah, yeah. This piece of hardware is astounding. If you ever run into photographers or average consumers who are trying to pretend that like, well, you know, phone cameras, I guess they're whatever. So the only thing you've got, then I guess it's the garbage you just need to use. (laughs) And so I was in the office and uh, obviously I couldn't shoot with all of my traditional lights and PC camera setup. I mean, stuff was overheating at like nine in the morning. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So I, I, I prop up that Xiaomi, and I'm able to shoot, edit, render, upload a 4K 60 frame per second video. I mean, all from the phone. And what's hilarious is setting the Xiaomi up on my desk mm-hmm. looked almost identical to using my Lumix 
with my thousand dollar uh twelve to thirty five like it's almost exactly the same field of view and focus fall off and hilariously the xiaomi has way better face tracking autofocus than my panasonics do um so it in in, <laughs> in like, some ways okay. that video looks better than what i can do with twenty five hundred dollars worth of mirrorless camera so exactly barry yeah i i would love to see what sony could do i'd even be willing to say you know, like i i don't know that they could take the 989 mm-hmm. and put out a variant for high refresh so maybe we're locked at 60 frames per second for video but yeah. i would love to see sony's take on that even if you didn't really dig too deep into the pixel binning HDR capabilities, I don't care mm-hmm. if it has a full 50 megapixel raw mode like what Apple's putting out. Even <laughs> if you're just locked to 12 megapixel performance, yeah. that sensor is such an evolutionary leap over anything that we've had before. Seeing what Sony could do with it in a Sony environment Device. with yeah, Sony exactly. software. I want that so bad. Uh, may, I would know, love to see that. That would be a, a very, that would definitely be more of a pro feature, a pro eye, uh, pro eye Mark II kind of an experience. So uh, the hope is that, yeah, that that's, that is part of their focus. Leveraging the rest of their camera uh, library. I mean, they make literally 95, 96% of camera sensors on the market. Um, yeah. Almost every device that you see on the, on the market right now has a Sony sensor in there. It's not like they don't produce enough. Uh, yeah. But I understand, but I do understand, and I'll say this for me, I do understand why they're staying with the high readout. And I do kind of a little bit prefer oh, yeah. having that option. The flexibility of not only shooting at 4K 120, but be able to have eye autofocus on you know uh, humans and pets. Also having 20 frames per second readout on all three sensors. I mean, all three or all four uh, focal lengths on the mm-hmm. one mark four. That I feel like is a little bit more powerful than a higher megapixel camera for the standard edition. Now, flipping it over to the top end, we, we you know, the Pro Eye is obviously ha- it does have a, a different focus. I think the main camera, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a 50 millimeter lens. So it's it's really just leveraging a different experience. They're really trying to focus mm-hmm. more on that, you know, the best lenses that you can use. But having a better sensor, as you said, um, and maybe be able to do just maybe 60 frames per second, not necessarily going with 4K 120, but maybe giving us higher readout. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um the pro i is i mean so i'll say i'll say this the pro i is somewhat due for a refresh i guess if there was a timeline yeah. end of the year this year beginning of next year is typically where we see the pro i or the pro model come out um but i do want to see more focus on endurance mode i want to make that feature yeah. i told sony I said we need to have that feature dead center and we need to talk about it more and more and more because if if all it costs for me to be able to drive my device, obviously it's it's not that expensive. By the way, it's an eighty dollar accessory. The tri- the the Bluetooth oh. trigger. It's not that. Ex- it's the same one you use on the ZV one. Yeah. It's it's not yeah, a so new, again not, I, not a new I, piece of tech. I I get it. You know, like I have harsh criticisms for ecosystem. Right. Yeah. yeah no. Absolutely. I think all too often that's kind of a lock in. But if you're already sort of leaning towards being a Sony shooter, um that kind of hardware overlap is very unique. You know, hey, I want to have this little ZV camera, and isn't this fun? Oh, wait a minute. I can take this exact same grip on my ZV and use it on my Xperia. That, to me, isn't necessarily the same kind of lock-in. It's just like, what a fun perk, this semi-pro, or I should say prosumer camera grip 
that mm-hmm. I bought for my vlogging camera delivers similar functionality for my nice premium phone. I don't see that kind of accessory overlap no, no. on a lot and, of and other the, devices. But, but it's also because of the fact that Sony is focusing on doing first-party accessories as for well. Sure. So this is the biggest yeah. thing. Uh, first-party accessories always perform best, but it's the fact that they're trying to make it look – it's like buying a camera. You can buy the camera, the body by itself, the body with a lens, a body with a kit lens. You can buy the body. You can buy more expensive lenses separately. You customize the experience to what you want, and you find it, and you bundle it, or you may be able to get some discounts. But at the end of the day, I feel like the Xperia is also learning a lot from that. So the the Kando event or experience overall was more focused on Alpha. But they brought the Xperia in there. That shows you how much Xperia has been learning from Alpha and how much of an Alpha presence is in there. I, I mean, sorry, because I'm repeating myself here, and we should probably right. legit move on and start talking. I Absolutely, but but when um, when I really got in deep with Xperia, and I was still having those like hardcore showdowns, you know, like LG V series versus Xperia One, like yep. this stuff was rocking my socks. But it was down at Sammy's cameras. They had oh. that that Pasadena? whole like photography experience mm-hmm. and. Sony had put up for a lot of this. So like, that's where I met Miguel, Miguel Quiles. And he was doing okay. a, a, a workshop on like single, single light portraiture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just like, I, I'm, I'm a kid in a candy store. I'm running around. I'm playing with all this gear. They had this one um, Xperia workshop and they brought in people who were talking about like, Hey, this is the Venice color science. This is how we're grading our footage. I this is how we're shooting these short films. And this was back Xperia one Mark one. So this is before yeah. we even started launching to the, the larger camera sensors in Sony. I, I came in and a this, little bit later. Yeah. You started with the one Mark one. Uh, I actually came in later after the one, uh, so the five good. came out. So yeah, no, no, for sure. So good. And, and like, that's what got me really lit up. It was people, and obviously this is a Sony event and they're bringing in their Sony ambassadors, but they're, they're these guys and they're pulling out these phones and like, yeah, I haven't made this, like I 3d printed this custom rig so I could put on lens filters. Oh, I was mounting it to this kind of a cage. So then I could track a shot like this. And you're like, it, it gave you so much more respect for the capabilities. These were people who shot on like Venice cinema cameras having the exact same kinds of content creation discussions with a phone camera because yeah. it's still a camera. At some no, point, is. you can still create content, right? So it didn't matter that it was a phone camera. It was just a different set of compromises. And they were talking about these things like the way that I remember my grandfather talking about 8 millimeter film cameras and some of my film buddies shooting on like Super 16, you know, shooting like Bolex and handheld style. And here they were doing the same thing with the phone. And that since then, I've been on that train. Yeah. I don't care that it's a phone. I want to have these kinds of capabilities and I want it to be able to replace other pieces of gear. And Sony is the company that's having the most direct conversation for yep. those kinds of uh, experiences. So for sure. So for that, with that being said, with that, we want to do that quick transition over, obviously, watching on the Xperia well, 1 well, right I, now. I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel BJ Gray 7 made the transition for us. For nine ninety nine. I would take the 5 Mark IV over the iPhone 14 Pro. Why? I mean, why? Why? BJ, why? Do you not think the iPhone 14 is, is, a, is the Pro specifically a much more powerful, uh, more advanced camera stack? But, but BJ just said it. I mean, I feel like that's all we need to say about the iPhones, right? I think that was it. Well, thank you very much for joining us. I think the iPhone uh, event did its own thing. 
no, I, I, so I think we do need to do somewhat of a, a gear shift and, and kind of cover um, the Apple event that just happened yesterday. Obviously, we uh, there was a lot of announcements t- said there. I'll be honest and I'll say there are some things that I got excited about. I actually did find some things in there that I finally felt th- it was mm-hmm. the right for them for them to actually bring it. Like for me, the plus is an absolute win. They should have had the plus way earlier okay. because it used to be Fair. a big driving force for a larger display, larger battery um, on, a, on, a, on an iPhone 14, but you couldn't, or an iPhone, and you always had to go to the Pro Max. I felt like it was a, the only way to get the large battery was to go to the Pro Max. Sure. Um, but there are some things that are going on there that kind of just hit me right there too. They're like, oh my god, <laughs> I, I, oh my god, you just you, oh, you didn't just say that. Oh my god, no. So, yes, let's let's talk Apple. Let's talk. Let's let's dim the lights a little bit and set the mood correctly because we're going to shoot into the stars. Um, well, I'll start us off by let's 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 cover the things in the order that they were announced. Okay, so Juan left, and on that one, we're gonna. Oh dang it! Juan took me. You said seriously. dim lights, so I, okay. Hold on a second. We're gonna do this. We'll, we'll gonna, get a we'll get a little moodier here. You wanna you want you wanna do that with me, bro? Hold on, let's do it. It's here. best of our week after dark. Yeah, we're back. We're back with you here on the show. The best of our week after dark. Whoa, we're gonna talk yeah. some Apple stuff. So for the video, uh, sorry for the audio side. Uh, just for reference, we did dim our lights a little bit to set the mood. And um, to kind of channel Tim Cook a little bit so we can talk and be excited about this stuff. Um, I'll start off by saying this. Maybe maybe I'll say this. Was there anything in there that you saw or heard that excited you about Apple stuff? No. Is there anything? Okay, great. So we've done with that. So we're done. It, again, I'm, I'm, I'm answering your question very specifically. Excitement? I don't think this was the year for excitement. I did oh, another podcast interview where I feel Apple is going to be hyper iterative until oh, they're absolutely. absolutely forced at EU regulator gunpoint I to go over to year. USB-C. I think it's next year, isn't it? This is in 2023 the year. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But but that's what I mean is like anyone who had expectations that this last lightning connector iPhone was going to be some kind of radical departure from the iPhone 13 I feel, unfortunately, you got your hopes up because of all the hype beast SEO YouTube influencers that yeah. need Apple to get them clicks so that they can make more money. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Anyone who was really watching Apple's business strategy, you had to know this was going to be a very modest evolution Absolutely. over the previous generation of iPhones. Yeah, for me, from an advancement over the 13 and over the 12, I feel like we're pretty much in line with what we saw before. Minor iterative updates and uh, maybe more focus on specific things. But at the end of the day, we're not really looking at earth-shattering design. I will say, the uh, what is it called? The island? Um, oh, my God. The I Lonely the Island? The that, Lonely Island. Yeah, the, the Lonely yeah. Island. Um, some of the animations in I, there... I, it, it, a hilarious... Solution in search of a problem that really could only be solved by by innovating and not. Well, no, no, it is. Yeah, they created. They they made their own problem. You're right. You're right. They stuck the same same (laughs) notch for for many, many years. It became their own iconic look, and they had to go fix their own iconic look because their own iconic look was basically (laughs) just making them dated. Um, so yeah, so there was a few devices announced. Let's let's start at least covering some of the things going on. Um, there was four devices announced, and uh, there was no mini announcement because the mini is still stuck with the iPhone 13. You're still able to pick yep. that up according to the to the to, to what we saw in the in the announcement. Which I, um, to me was the right play, given what they did with the iPhone 14. The iPhone oh, 14 is horrifically disappointing. 
as a product. When when I said I was excited about the uh, the plus, just for reference, I, it's more about the fact for me. Okay, I'll just say this from a consumer: point. I'm I prefer larger display devices. Typically, that's sure. how I always gone. And Juan and I can always go back and forth. Like with even with the Xperia Five that came out, the Xperia, uh, not the Xperia, sorry, the uh, the the Pixel Five, right? The Pixel Five came in at, yeah. at a small, petite form factor, very nice, very one handed. I for preferred sure. the five, you know, the uh, the the five A. Yeah, the five AX, uh, the five A essentially, which was the Excel model. So I liked using a larger display because it typically associated a larger battery with it. And this year, mm-hmm. Apple did kind of wedge in, you know, a page from Samsung yeah. and basically calling it a Plus. So now we have the fourteen, which is your standard six point one inch, and then you have the Plus at six point seven inches. But it's still an iPhone fourteen, which meant no promotion, um, no ca- no pro camera stack, and of course, literally just a bigger display with a bigger battery at its yeah. core. And then they came so back. So, of course, yeah. there was much gnashing of teeth. Sky <laughs> is falling. Yeah, the yeah. outrage and the despair of all of those techie influencers uh, because this $800 starting price for an iPhone only has a 60 hertz display. Yeah. So uh, if it was a critical yeah. deal breaker that was supremely disappointing on a $450 pixel, obviously it is almost twice as disastrous for an iPhone at $800. I, I searched for those videos. I, I couldn't find... They were all over the place. I mean, people were screaming. Uh, there was the outrage, the betrayal. Um, I, I really felt like it was, it was, uh, it was very reassuring. It was... Um, I mean, it, I was pleased to see the consistency of criticism where yeah. they hit Google hard for a 60 hertz screen and and again, they hit Apple twice as hard, hard because it's a phone that's twice as expensive with the same 60 hertz display. So really, I felt like tech YouTube, all those YouTube influencers really rose to the occasion and uh, they showed us that they're not just um, SEO shills yep. for YouTube <laughs> watch time. So <laughs> it, gonna, it was, was really... <laughs> <laughs> I can't finish I the I I, I got to bail. I, I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's I'm terrible. so no. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. No. Um. I, and I saw your comment on Twitter, and I totally agree. I, the the level of scrutiny that we got over this non-responsive display that apparently can't do sh- stuff. Sorry, mind my yep. French. Um. But no, apparently all of that is all forgiven and all everything is happy because, you know, no, it's great. Apple, Apple came up with the, the truth. How exciting. The iPhone 14 is the same price as the iPhone 13 was. Yeah. No, actually. <laughs> that was, oh, my God. I, I love I love their marketing scheme, uh, the, the way they do their marketing uh, setup. <laughs> well, I mean, to a certain point, it is. I mean, if you look at the pricing stack at the end of the at the end of the show, where they were like the fourteen starts at this, the starts and starts and starts, and they don't reference the plus or the pro yeah. model, which is not only is an extra hundred dollars, sure. but then when you start looking at numbers, could be as expensive as a fold <laughs> to a certain experience. But right, it it was to me comical the way they did it. Um, my biggest thing that I that I kind of stuck with, and I ended up having making a video about this because to me it drove mm-hmm. me like, oh my god, I can't believe they just did this. Um, is the fact of a the four at least in the U.S. from what I understand it correctly in the U.S. not internationally, the iPhone 14 series will not support a SIM tray, so there is no SIM version. Uh, there, there is no more portless today. Maybe that's better. They're going for that portless look, and the first thing they decided because apparently, you know, it's like the headphone jack. It's too old and it takes yeah. too much space. That sliding SIM tray, um, and and of course 
my biggest thing I started looking at it. And of course, I mean, I'll say this. There was a few. No, and it was, it's frustrating because the design of the phone still has to account for the SIM tray in oh, every other region. There was no increase so in the all it is capacity. is a cynical. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not changing the phone design internationally. Anything. It's the exact same yeah. thing. And internationally, they'll have it. And, and I am actually really glad. I mean, like Barry Johnson and a number of people in our chat here have already been making fun of the, the SIM card tray. But we know what this is. Just like when they removed the charger from the box, it's a way to profit and to make the experience of owning an iPhone more painful. Oh, and yeah. so now removing the SIM card tray makes it, it the carriers are excited because you're going to oh, be I, even more locked in. It's going to be more difficult to oh switch God. your Tra- phone from an iPhone charging, to an Android. That's what's going to happen. When you're starting to talk yep. about eSIMs, this is this is where it becomes. I, in my mind, Apple just took us back to CDMA land. This is where we, yep. I felt like this is such a bad And I fought so hard to get out of it. I, I and everybody not you you're not alone everybody the reason why GSM and and SIM cards became the norm is because people were running away from CDMA and what Verizon and Sprint yeah. used to do you had to call them for everything you couldn't do crap on your phone like you I mean don't get me wrong I, we're also talking about the days where phones only get activated at the store you typically don't change as much but SIM cards sure. are the standard for a reason there is a reason why internationally SIM cards are used as the standard uh, system. And and I don't mind, don't get me wrong. I like the fact that when the device is sold and it has an eSIM and a SIM option at the same time. Yeah, no, that's right. Great. So again, that's flexibility and consumer choice. Absolutely. And Apple and, is removing that. And now. so Apple decides, and, and this is where I don't understand. And I don't understand what, they typically never, okay. Apple was it was has always been one of those companies that typically did not listen to the carriers. They did not cave to carrier demands because Apple was like, "I'm the shit. You know, they don't want to play with me. You're just not going to get my users." And that was yeah. the scenario for the longest time. So I feel like this move in the U.S. alone is so wrong. Like it it's wrong on so many levels. You're yeah. taking away freedom from the ability of being able to switch things. But not only that. Yeah, again, and then of course they're saying, well, you can have multiple lines and you can have multiple plans. Yeah, with the same carrier, dude. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're, you're not giving me freedom. You're just telling me I can have two lines with different it, packages. It really on. does feel like the cynical play from Apple and working with the carrier. The carriers are going to love this. So whether or not no, Apple yeah, decides yeah, to do it from, on their from, own, from an eSIM but, technology, yeah, no, no, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say that they're they're both working together to sort of enrich their own user base. Yeah. I, again, it feels like another wealth extraction squeeze, which is going to make it more difficult to, to to find options or to 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 make a change. Oh, even reselling, resell the, the resell market alone. If you think about it, that yeah, all the well, logistical you, things you have to go through. And, and did you see the Hugh Jeffries video on all of the millions of Apple devices that just get locked and become e waste? Uh, I mean, oh, like absolutely. there's nothing yeah. you can do with them. No, nope. the Apple refuses to to change any of their security policy to and, facilitate. And, but, that as like a gadget refurbishment or gadget recycling. And we're not talking about stolen devices. We're talking well, about we're talking someone yeah, yeah. owns an iPad. They can't get into it. They've forgotten the password. Oh, well, guess you better throw it away and buy a new one. Can't and this it. to me okay. just feels like another step, another twist on that um, like vice grip of squeezing yeah. more cash out of their own consumers. And and it's, the leverage behind it is now is that – and so here's the other thing that kind of kicks me as well. The move wasn't done in a way where it standardizes the, the use of eSIMs. They made it simple to go from an iPhone to an iPhone with Bluetooth connectivity to be able to transfer an eSIM from one device to the other. Sure. They did talk about, obviously, the ability of managing some of the some of the functionalities of your, of your eSIM. 
But at the end of the day, if you're, let's say you're an iPhone user that wants to switch over to an Android, that's, there's no process. Android and iOS right now don't talk to each other when it comes to eSIM technology. So you would literally have to call the carrier. You'd have to transfer all of that information, put it on there. There is that the resale market is going to be affected by this as well. But it's also oh, for huge. me, I mean, just from a functional standpoint, I can no longer, let's, if I did use this as my main device, and this is where all techies should start basically making their, their voices heard, they can't change their SIM cards anymore. They can't yeah. do a SIM swap when they land in a different country and lo- use a local yeah. SIM anymore because it, you can't do an eSIM because you cannot open up an account in that country. There is no, you know, well, TK, on the go. what you're supposed to do is put your United States iPhone into airplane mode and then buy a new iPhone when you land in another country. <laughs> you, I mean, Jaime was be. complaining about that. And we're like, Jaime, don't be broke. We don't speak broke here, bro. Baroque. Obviously, uh, no, you're poor different... if you're even thinking about complaining about this. You just need to own an iPhone for every country it, that you land in. And me, then I don't see the problem. To me, the problem is honestly, it's the trend. It's literally the trend. And I don't like it. And We've I don't been complaining it. about this trend since like oh my the headphone jack was removed. Well, no, no. It, it's it's just is. galling at this point how publicly arrogant Tim He's, Cook is about this stuff now. Yeah, but I, I but he was excited. I could sense his excitement in this in this presentation. Yeah, because he's going to make some bonuses. He is lit up. Oh, oh no, absolutely. he's going to make a grip of cash. So they they kind of <laughs> briefly glanced over that at the beginning of the iPhone 14. And then they, of course they jumped. How, in how wealthy in. Tim Cook is? They just were yeah. like, hey, by the way, I'm like super rich, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it sounds like a weird episode this week, but no, seriously. So once <laughs> once it hit that point, and for me, the rest of all the features that they kind of hit were very much like, I don't understand how this makes sense. I mean, I I, I take that back. I understand why they did it. I, I totally understand that. Do I agree yeah. with it? No. Do, would I be buying an iPhone 14? Heck no. That is not yeah. something. If I'm going to buy a phone, the 13 Pro Max would be the last version of probably, or the 13 series, yeah. purely for that feature alone. Fair. Um, and a lot of the comments in my video did the same exact thing. They're like, no, no, no. I think the 13, we should look into. Actually, somebody forgot what it was. It may, may have been Farhan basically saying, wait a minute. So what if we decide to start importing some SIM, you know, the iPhone 14s yeah. with SIM cards? I'm like, dude, I think you have a market. I think you probably have so a market. So the, the, the problem is going to be radio and signal support for like Verizon. I bet you that's going to be problematic. Oh, I no, absolutely. almost would be willing to guarantee you that AT&T will start whitelisting import iphones because they're already talk, so... talk about a better way so that was the other thing i also mentioned i said when you have to call your carrier to tell them what phone you're using on their network if the carrier doesn't like your phone guess what you're out of nope. luck that phone will not <laughs> boot my friend i mean AT, at&t already does it but i'm saying like i don't we don't know i mean, i'm not saying t-mobile is going to do it but i mean at the end of the day we have three players t-mobile at&t and verizon now right sprint's no longer mm-hmm. and it is for the most part literally at their mercy and when you have to call them every single time that you need to put your you put in uh you activate an account there could be potentially activation charges up to 35 bucks every time you call in you do that already when you get a new phone if you call t-mobile to set up they charge you a 35 buck charge like all it is to activate it to add it into the system which nobody's touching it's just an activation charge imagine having to do that every time you want to switch a phone and imagine yeah. having to deal with the fact that they say, you know what, I'm sorry, this one doesn't work. So you can no longer, you know, do these type of experiences without calling them. And at some point, uh, 
Samsung's going to probably end up start doing it on their flagships, and we're going to start seeing it carry over with other yeah. care, other devices. And that's when we end up being stuck. This is where the freedom of being able to use SIM cards becomes such a like a, then it becomes something that you know only use on budget and, and low budget devices which most people will still obviously need because for for countries outside of the u.s you know the sim card is a factor people do carry two cards uh multiple lines and they don't use e-sims they don't want to call the carrier every time no. and i also like what about prepaid accounts right like the the ones that basically pay on a monthly fee how do you do that how do you how do you set up an account like that where you have to always have to pay for your account every month and you know you have to refill up the account? It's, there's going to be a lot of logistics, but Apple doesn't care. They only care about how iPhone works. The rest of the world can go figure things out, and we'll have a dual <laughs> standard kind of going on, right? Green blue bubble. That's how we are. Um, and I think for some reason, um, I think somebody asked him, and I saw it somewhere on on Twitter. They asked him why is why Apple not focusing on RCS, and his answer was their users don't seem to con- see it as a as a priority for them. That their iPhone users don't think that RCS is necessary. That's that's because they're locked in. They don't know RCS exists. They don't know right. that there is encrypted. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody that had no idea that nearby share existed. They thought that Androids have nothing similar to AirDrop. Like AirDrop was the best yeah. thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, I could totally nearby share this to everybody in this room right now on an Xperia. Like, what do you mean? It's called nearby share. It's in Android. It's in the phone. I click it. I can send it to right. all of these, all the Japan team and everybody else here having an Android device. I, I've, I've, I, I, I'm trying not to be mean to my family and friends, but I have enough family members on iPhones. Like we were just at a wedding and I took this beautiful photo of my daughter and a cousin. They're playing out in this like forest in Colorado and people yeah. are like, hey, can you send that to me? And you're like, no, because iPhones can't file transfer. Well, no. what do you mean? Like, this is a problem. Your iPhone is broken. Apple prevents you from getting files from Android users. I can email it to you, yeah, but Apple won't like... let me just send it to you. But AirDrop, uh-uh. I could send it over Bluetooth or I could send it over any other protocol. I, we could set up an ad hoc Wi-Fi. Apple won't let you receive it. Your phone is broken because Apple charges you more to break it and then fix it. Oh. Yeah. And you're like, I hate that I'm having to be this sort of consumer confrontational, but it's all set up to make it look like the problem is with Androids. And it's oh, not. Absolutely. Apple yeah, breaks yeah. the standards, so then it makes Androids look like they can't speak iPhone. Yeah. I don't want my Androids to speak iPhone. I would like us to all agree that if I have Bluetooth on a device, I should be able to send someone a file. Absolutely. But that can't happen because it just works. So anyway, I, I do want to cover some things. Sure. Um, I am not impressed with what's going on with iPhone 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the cosmetic and aesthetic changes to the iPhone 14 Pro are v- vaguely meaningless. Like, I really don't care about hiding your pill of a cutout with this floating sort of screen disrupting notification space. I do appreciate that Apple is climbing sensor sizes again Mm -hmm. um, for the cameras. So we are seeing some improvements there. It's very iterative. But this is also yet another generation. We were three iPhone Pro generations in a row where Apple has not stuck with one camera sensor size. And that typically is not good. That is very difficult to get your software, your processing, your algorithms all operating um, well, it, the yeah. the refinement and the efficiency of that 
take take a hit. That's one of the reasons why pixels have stuck with smaller camera sensors for so long. It's because yeah. that those image processing algorithms are very well tuned for that camera hardware. Exactly. So then one of the things that I think will actually help though, mm-hmm. I've been so frustrated with techies that have complained about like really expensive Android phones from brands that don't deserve to charge more. Like I think Vivo has been turning this block well. Right, since the X60, yeah. a lot of people say, oh, like you're going to spend that much on a Vivo. And you're like, yeah, have you seen these cameras? They're amazing. Oh, crazy. I took now, the X70 Pro Plus with me on the trip. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I went to a Sony event, but I had my X70 Pro. No, no, um, I, I'll say this. Uh, I When I came back to LA, that little tw- <laughs> little switcheroo that I did from one flight to the other, I actually dropped oh. off my, my Sony X, uh, cameras because... Here you it, go. <laughs> No, no, I, there's, there was literally no reason for me to bring it with me. I'll be very honest. Um, I already had – the purpose of bringing my alpha camera and, and all the lenses and all so on was purely for the yeah. Kando trip. Having come back from Sony and the things that I was able to pick up from Sony, there was a little bit of swag that they gave us as well. Yeah. I just had too many things. And if I had carried everything with for me, sure. I would have had to check in bags. So I had my brother meet up with me, and I, I got that up because I knew I was taking the X70 Pro Plus. I knew the camera mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to use to, to shoot with, yeah. to get the content was all going to be with me. Uh, I had the Xperia 5, of course, and I had my other devices. But at the end of the day, I didn't really see a big need for bringing heavy, expensive cameras with me on a quick you know, a quick t- trip that it was literally one yeah. day in IFA, but and that, but yeah, sorry. but 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 I mean, uh, on top of that, yeah, for, yeah. So when we when we look at like a a, a Note twenty two, when we look at a Pixel six Pro, when we yeah. look at um, a Vivo X series, when we look at these mega camera sensor phones, unfortunately, the only thing that seems to motivate any kind of scrutiny in smartphone photography is when Apple does something. So yeah. Apple increasing sensor size kind of helps as a data point for what the capabilities of our smartphone cameras might resemble. Like I was in the R cameras subreddit after the Apple launch because there was just this flood. Like, well, what does this mean for an iPhone 14 Pro against like a DSLR? What does this mean? A lot of people go and her, her phone cameras suck. Phone cameras always bad. And you're like, okay, we can now have some slightly broader conversations about optics, about what a photographic image should look like, and comparative performance. Yeah. You know, there are people in there that still fund. I mean, in our cameras, and people who fundamentally don't understand things like, well, wait a minute, the aperture on the iPhone 14 got smaller, and you're like, no, it didn't. The ratio of the aperture changed, but the hole that lets in light is actually bigger. We only seem to really be able to drive these kinds of consumer-facing educational conversations whenever Apple decides to do something. So I'm at least appreciative of a Pro Max super expensive phone finally catching up to where the Galaxy S20 Ultra was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It, it took Apple three years to kind of figure this out, and it's going to take them another two years to refine the image processing to really utilize the sensor to its maximum. But at least they're finally starting to have that kind of a conversation. So that that I, I appreciated. The other thing that I think is also interesting, because I'm just such a nut for semiconductor design right now, I've been watching way too many of Gary Explains and Tech Tech Potato Mm -hmm. Uh, breaking down like what's going on in in CPU and GPU design. I hope what the, what what this new Apple Silicon does Mm -hmm. motivates a conversation at MediaTek 
at Google and at Qualcomm to stop with this insane arms race on how much juice a mobile SOC can pull from the battery. We, we should not be having anywhere near the kind of power draw that the mm-hmm. 8 Gen 1 is capable of in our next generation SOCs. I don't feel like an 8 Gen 1 is an outright deal breaker, but you've got to put a lot of caveats on what an 8 Gen 1 can do. And yeah. Apple is sitting a year out. I mean, if you watched Gary Explains' video, and I would highly recommend everyone listening to this or watching this, go catch his his video because he does a very good job of trying to analyze Apple's totally nebulous claims on performance. Because it's just un, unlabeled bar graphs and aspirational feel-good marketing has nothing to do with real-world performance on any of their products. But in him breaking that down... We're going to be looking at a very minor change to this year's A series. Yeah, this chip is only getting. Again, I'm not saying only. This is actually still an impressive improvement in in you know mobile pocket computing power, but it's 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 getting like a third the number of new transistors that the previous generation of A series oh, processor okay. yeah, yeah, got I, before. I get it. Yeah. So so we're going to see almost no. I mean, very incremental or very, very minimal improvements to CPU compute and GPU compute. Yep. But I'd be willing to bet very good money that Apple, in, in dumping another billion transistors on this die, they're mm-hmm. going to be working really hard on coprocessors, improving the ISP, improving Absolutely. the screen management, and all these things that, like, Vivo did on the X70, right? <laughs> you know, like... The, the, these things are, are practical benefits. Like you can run your screen with less power from the SOC if you've got this little camera coprocessor. You can process low light photography faster, more efficient using less power with these little coprocessors. And so I think that's probably going to be the big hook. It's not so much that this is going to be a radically more efficient chip, but it's going to have a lot of these very specific use case. Um, co-processing environments oh, that take load off of the main SOC. And, and I feel if Qualcomm can take a look at that and say like, hey, honestly, if you could give me Snapdragon 865 performance, but mm-hmm. with two years of refinement for better power management, most of us would be thrilled. Oh, absolutely. Like I don't need more CPU compute than that. Mm-hmm. What I need is better power efficiency, better camera processing, better screen management, better 5G radio support, all of that can happen at the periphery, uh, the periphery of the mm-hmm. CPU. Yeah. It doesn't need to happen on the CPU, and I don't need a CPU that's going to be so powerful that it causes the phone to throttle. So that's the one takeaway for me on this Apple event, is mm-hmm. Apple is showcasing a year of refinement. And honestly, Qualcomm is in desperate need of a year of refinement to kind Absolutely. of get us all back on track for what our phones should reasonably be able to do. And I'm hoping that that's what we see next year with the uh, the, the approach of what the 8 Gen 2 or depending on how they go with the naming. Um, specifically also talking to Qualcomm, they, they just announced the 4 Gen 1 and the 4 Series and the 6 Series um, uh, actually within the last... 4 Gen and 6 well. Gen. Yeah. 6 Gen, yeah. But 
in 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 a weird way, I'm still looking. I'm still looking for the first um, seven gen uh, phone to be released. We don't have yeah. a device with that. We're still seeing seven seventy eight, uh, you know, plus uh, G. Sorry, seven seventy eight G plus processors being put into the mid rangers and the seven series still doesn't exist. And I'm worried because at the end of the day, you know, we're in, we're we're in September, right? So we're almost in October. How is it that we don't have seven series out yet? Like I'm not even one. I mean. But the bread and butter chip is like the 600 and so many of the low cost phones are the 400. It's yeah, it took us a while just to get four and six gen. I think seven gen is going to be in a weird spot for a while. I I bet you. Yeah, sorry. I I bet you seven gen really takes off when we get the refined a 510 core from arm, the arm reference design. Those were less power efficient than the previous A-series low power cores. Yeah. And I think it, it does not make sense to put out a 7 Gen 1 when you need the power efficiency cores to really be more power efficient than the previous generation. So the 778 and, and especially the 765. The 765 oh, yeah. is such a brilliant performer in that medium power space. Yeah, yeah. Because those older CPU cores are actually more power efficient than these newer ones until we get to the refresh. And again, that's another um, uh, Gary explains. And I think also uh, Dr. Ian has been mentioning some of that uh, refinement from the ARM reference designs. So that to me is going to be the push. Once, once we get the refresh and the Gen 2 on the 700s and the 500s, that's when a 7 Gen 1 makes sense. Yeah. Until we get that, I, I feel like we we have to sit this one out. We have to be in a holding pattern, and we have to get the four and the six gens out first. I know. I, I think the four and the six are, are obviously going to be the bread and butter because I think um, I just recently just did a video on the uh, Pad Eight from uh, from Honor. That's running a six series, so that's the six forty. It's not running the the latest seven series or even a, a flagship because it's intended for media consumption. So it, depending on the application that you're trying to put it in there. You're going to get better performance, and you're going to also get better battery life on those here on those chipsets. Uh, my thing was more so I want to hear conversations or even plans, or just to kind of get us in the direction of saying, look, we're we're releasing new new SOCs. We knew that obviously since last year, we knew what the HN one, the seven came out, the six and the four. Now, I just want to start hearing, you know, uh, look forward to you know X Y Z OEM um, for them to release like a device or a reference or something like that. That was more about that. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more about, and this is something because we covered it in the past. So you know, I don't want to kind of shift the conversation, but I know in the audio, if in the audio space, they released um, the brand new AirPods Max, uh, Air, not Max, uh, the AirPods Pro. AirPods Pro Two. Uh, is it the Pro Two? It, it is, is AirPods, AirPods Pro. Pro. It, it's AirPods. Yeah, I was calling yeah. them the AirPods Pro Twenty Twenty Two because they didn't call them anything else other than the, the brand new AirPods Pro. It's almost like, you know, this is the brand new share uh, or, you know, this is Beyonce. I'm like, okay, we get it. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, so you'll know. No, no, I got, no, I'm not. I'm not. That's I'm how just, I got I'm, confused. I'm like, tell, say something. Um, okay. Audio, full full name audio. AirPods Pro second generation. There okay, is a second. I will. But it's still just AirPods Pro. It is, we, it we were both wrong. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I I I will I will take that, sir. I'm sorry. I do apologize to Apple for mis- misstating it. But so the long story, what I what for me at least when I started looking at this is obviously spatial audio coming in to uh to AirPods, right? So you're able to now use spatial audio on your AirPods. Uh, you can mm-hmm. definitely you know you can enjoy that that type of experience that they've given. Um, overall improvements in 
audio representations. Again, this is an evolutionary update to AirPods Pro. If you if you love them, this mm-hmm. is going to be your, your bread and butter. Um, and then, of course, we saw the biggest thing that for me that I for me I, realistically is this: Apple copied the Ultra and the Plus from Android in this year because we have now an Apple Watch Ultra and we have an Apple, uh, iPhone 14 Plus. Yeah. Long story short, it's cute. It it is, but no. It, so to me, like when they released the when they talked about the Ultra, I felt like, oh, okay, crap. Uh, Garmin, you better have something <laughs> coming out tomorrow. Like like tomorrow, it's on the shelf and it's there. They're go they're gunning for it. That's literally what the what the ultra is yeah. supposed to be. I mean, it's a it's a it's a rugged all terrain, and and I know a lot of people are going to try to go well, like it's the best I, uh, Apple Watch out there. It's not really meant for everybody. This is literally meant for people that do these sports, uh, not for yeah. average users that just want to basically flex that they have an iPhone. Long story short, anyways, the, the watches. Well, um, and, and and we should say, I mean, we're talking about a titanium case. Titanium case, sapphire. Um, I don't remember if they said there's a, the glass. I don't remember faces? if they said that. I don't. I, or if it's I, a, if it's like a gorilla glass, is it like? I, I, I'm, anyway. I'm almost. I'm also gonna say yeah. It, it's it's more rugged. It's more protected towards elements. It has a larger battery. Um, it's LTE only. There is no GPS version of it. Yeah. It's intended to be on, off the grid on uh, it, whatever. And it's a need. little larger. It's a 49 millimeter. It, it is um, a little bit on the four. Yeah, it's intended. Yeah, it's a it's a larger phone. Sorry, it's a larger phone. It's a larger watch, <laughs> specifically designed for the environments. It literally, that's yeah. the whole purpose of it. Um, Honestly, I I I mean, because again, I I still have my. What do I have? I have a Series Four. I think the Series Four Apple Watch is the last Apple Watch. I, so really mine is a Series on. Seven GPS, and I was I was tempted to. So I'll, yeah. I'll be honest, I was tempted to get it the Ultra, but then the only uh, the the trade in was uh, for the Series Seven was one hundred and fifty bucks, and I was like, oh my god, an eight hundred dollar <laughs> no. watch. I said, no, no, thank you. I will. But that that was seven. the last thing I was going to say is like I, I feel yeah. like for considering the Apple tax we pay on products. 800 for what this watch is trying to do doesn't seem completely outlandish for Apple. Gear, oh, no, I, I, Apple I, I think actually, I think it's although I will, I will point out that it my is. daughter has a $200 TikTok with a, a selfie and a side firing camera, awesome. full LTE capabilities. It has its own SIM card. It's, she's on a completely separate data plan. No, no, of um, So she, she can make calls and send text messages. She loves sending us emojis, um, just random strings of, of smiley faces coming my at face. us whenever she's out of school. She's durably built. Language. Let's say that. It, it's actually got one of the most fluid watch interfaces that I've ever seen on, on a smartwatch. Like, now it's not going to do it, but like little apps and stuff like this. Yeah. These are better applets than on any of the fitness trackers that I've ever used. And this thing was expensive at $200, but yeah. it's pretty durably built for a six year old to be smashing this thing every day. And it's still been working like gangbusters after an entire summer of abuse. So right. I understand why an Apple watch is going to be $800, but it can't, exist as a standalone watch i almost kind of wish that there was a grown-up version of this little kid watch <laughs> yeah, yeah because it, it reminds me so much of i don't know if i still have it here oh i do it reminds me so much of that classic samsung gear oh my god you it was the first just a, gear. A, a big old hunkin bracelet oh of a yeah, mini yeah, yeah. phone yeah, that yeah, yeah, sat yeah. on your wrist i 
love this thing. This is still paired to my S10e. I don't trot it out as much as I used to, but this thing is a champ. And it's a mini little phone that sits on your wrist. I, I mean, her little TikTok can work independently of a smartphone. If you just wanted to have this as a watch and be your yep. only phone, it has that could be it. And I, I want that in a watch for grown-up. I yeah. wish I had that. No, I, I know. I'm, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I totally understand the price point, uh, the pricing of the Ultra and what it does. And I actually feel like it to a certain point, if it does perform to the level that they're saying, it actually is pretty, not only is it a good competitor to Garmin, but it's actually could potentially be a little bit cheaper than some of the Garmin options that are available on the market yeah. uh, already. Oh, so for sure. This is definitely uh, a, a good start for them. I just looked at it and I was like, okay, do I need these functionalities or do they make sense to what I use my watches for? Like, absolutely not. I am not going to make any kind of claim saying that I'm going to be going deep sea diving or Mount Everest climbing, uh, right. trekking, uh, just to be able to justify saying I paid $800 for a watch. Absolutely not. And whomever wants to get the watch, absolutely kudos, enjoy it, do whatever you need. I feel like the Series 8, for the most part, if you're looking for the latest gen, even Series 7 will do very well. The software updates are going to be covering both features coming over to Series 7. Um, the one thing that did kind of get me a little bit out of uh, that I was a little bit more excited about and I'm hoping to see more companies kind of continue with is the satellite connectivity on the iPhone 14. It wasn't yeah. necessarily def, uh, obviously not specific to the 14, but it's more so the ability of being able to do um, SMS messaging or tracking via satellite, uh, u- utilizing satellite technology in areas where obviously mobile connectivity is not available. Oh, you so mean do- SOS, not SMS. I'm sorry. Uh, so, well, it's SOS yes. messaging um, utilizing right. satellite. Yes. And I, I don't know yeah. why I said SMS. It's not SMS. No, 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 no. Apple wouldn't do that. Yes, I'm with you. It's yeah. There's a lot of letters and stuff. There, there's um, a lot. No, yeah, I, no. Again, I mean, like Apple deserves some credit for moving that forward. And yeah. it was already something that we had seen sort of listed in upcoming updates for Android. This is definitely something that T-Mobile was making a lot of noise about satellite communications and incorporating that into their network. So the the writing was on the wall for us to start taking these satellite constellations and utilizing them in a more direct consumer fashion. But but again, I I mean, like I feel Apple gets – deserves. They should get the credit for starting us off on a path where that feature makes sense for – consumers like it's something that consumers can really access i feel though that we just keep walking away from these types of events and it feels like we're really grasping for what was the innovation or what was the improvement and we're so ratcheted up on a yearly cycle um you know your best trade-in deals with the samsung are within a within a year of ownership under a year of ownership and apple is increasingly feeling I mean, they've always been slow, but they are increasingly feeling like silly iterative. I, I mean, like the iPhone 12 was a bad generation of phones. Mm-hmm. It yeah, was not mini good. Was one of the worst, worst. Well, I mean, there's only two minis, but yeah, no, definitely. no, but they're but all of them. 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 I mean, they, they they hyped up 5G, and then carriers were telling iPhone consumers to turn off the 5G so their phones could maybe last a day mm-hmm. on a charge. And so the iPhone 13, I think, is going to stand as one of those end-of-an-era devices we didn't even know how good it was until we couldn't buy it anymore kinds of phones. I mean, looking at the iPhone 14 and I'm looking back at the iPhone 13, 
there's nothing in the 14 that makes me feel like, oh, you know, this is this is the jam. This is the upgrade. This is really what's going to get people excited. The only thing that I'm kind of happy for iPhone consumers is if you're rocking like an old iPhone 10s. And if you're on a 10 or a 10s, well, yeah, this looks like it's going to be your jam. I think the iPhone 14 is going to be a good fit for finally getting you out of your older phone. If you were trying to stay on the pulse and you wanted to be excited about this fashionable brand, the 14 doesn't feel like it's any fashion upgrade over a 13. And the main perk is at least you don't have the garbage battery life of an iPhone 12. I, so, I think to a certain point, you're right. It, it's it's speaking to a much earlier, older generational uh, upgrade cycle if you were going to go basically from one device to another. It, for me, the 13 and the 12, I, I mean, the 12 does have some concerns, but essentially at the end of the day, I look at it as... No, the 12 is hot garbage. And if you if you bought a 12, this would be a, an opportunity to trade it in and get Well, I was going to say, life. you probably already jumped and... on the 13 bandwagon last year. Uh, realistically, <laughs> live through it. I would hope home. so. I, I mean, like I have, I have a cousin on the twelve, and you're like, it's everything I can do to motivate any action on their part. They don't like the battery life, and you're like, trade the phone in, get rid of it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I already got it set up. It's a thing. I don't have to go to my carrier. And you're like, yeah, that's right. I bet you that per. I bet you he's on the hook for a three-year contract, you know, contract on, on his on iPhone 12. Well, and, and, <sighs> well, you said it yourself. He doesn't want to call the carrier. This is this is one of those weirdest things. People are... I mean, they're, this is going to be a really wake-up call for when they get the iPhone 14, right? Because switching it over from, let's say, the 13 to having to go to a 14 requires you to go to your carrier, requires you to go in and activate it. And then later you can start activating and moving, doing cases, whatever you want to do with the eSIMs at that point. But at the end of the day, the conversation is now shifting back into the whole, I got to ask permission from mom and dad if I can do what I want to do. And I don't feel like that's the right thing. This is literally back. We're taking us back. Oh, the iPhone C. We're, no, no, wait, the 7C? Was it a, uh, yeah, right? Isn't the, the iPhone 7C the, the, the short-lived no, this series? No, the, the iPhone 5C, just like oh, five, Steve five. is yeah, saying. I don't think, it's yeah, it's yeah, time I don't to update my, my little, this is one of the only iPhones I still no, no, no. It, it, it's, I love well, this thing. It the, was such a terrible phone. It is. It's a candy phone. No, it's a. They, they, they embodied the candy bar phone into a candy bar phone. Um, you know what I use that for? The phone, what this five C was brilliant for. So uh, I don't. I don't you, do you remember those last couple events that we were having with AT and T? Okay. Right. Like they would have those tech dinners and stuff. It I, was, so I only went we were playing with the Moto mods. Yes. Yes. We, I remember. Okay. That one. Yeah. So one, one of the people that was working PR locally for, for Los Angeles was like, Juan, you don't do anything with iPhones. And you're like, not really. She was like, okay, I've got this iPhone 5C and it's the upgraded storage. Like, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play with it for a bit. So then they severed the AT&T contract with that PR firm here in Southern California. And I was like, yeah. well, do you, do you need this back? I mean, like, you guys have loaned me out all this gear. And they were like, keep it. Keep all of that AT&T gear. We don't care. Oh my god! I go, yeah. Okay, so I had the Apogee Clip Clip Mic Digital. That mm -hmm. original version of the Apogee was Lightning connector only, and so when I was at a trade shows, I would have this 
with the upgraded storage, I know it was like 64 gigs of storage. I mean, back then, that was a big deal for an iPhone. Um, and I would walk around trade shows with the little clip mic plugged into this as basically my remote recording audio pack. Instead Dude. of dealing with, like, wireless mics, it mm-hmm, was just yeah. keeping this in a back pocket with a little uh, lavalier. And, and this iPhone 5C was never used as a phone. It was a great little mini portable audio recorder audio recorder uh it was uh, awesome <laughs> i liked it uh, well i mean no you, you gotta end up i mean the hope is essentially is whatever tech you have left if you're not able to use it at least make sure you recycle it don't just let it sit there and do you know do nothing <laughs> but at least if you if you can use it if you can still use yeah. it um it's definitely you know use it for what it's not what what is best going to be a good case for mm-hmm. it audio recording on a 64 gig system is absolutely going to be perfectly fine you're able to transfer that data and it it actually does pretty decently process the horsepower in there is not going to be very pushed to any limits to be able to process unless obviously you know the the, the golden voices of mr juan you know juan carlos bagnell uh, could potentially you know overload systems so the only iPhones I still have I have the iPhone 5c I have the, the original launch um, iPhone se yeah yeah and I have the iPhone se 2020 and I have no other Apple gear and I'm fine <laughs> with that it's it's been okay I I have the 13 Pro Max for work, but I typically how dare you? I no, I prefer. I, so the reality is, it's it's a work phone. It's literally a work phone that was assigned, and it doesn't do anything other than just for work, and that's it. I yeah. don't, I, I don't take it with me. Obviously, when I travel for for YouTube and stuff like that, I don't typically take that with me. So for me, at the end of the day, I look at it as okay. It's an interesting approach. Um, I didn't like the way they 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 blanketed. Um, uh, eSIMs as a security feature, meaning now your nah. device is more secure because like it's not. Your 13 is not hot garbage now because it doesn't have a, nope. it because it has no eSIM option. It, it but that showed, motivated at least a five percent swing in sales because of the people that oh, just lost absolutely yeah yeah. Marketing. The moment the moment you say the word security, you're like okay, but it, it's the, so a little bit of background into the security. What they're referring to specifically is SIM swapping. A problem that was happening because of carriers, not because of phone rooms. It's 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 because they were not validating accounts, and they're allowing people to sim swap and take over other people's accounts. So I understand the concern. I understand what this is maybe trying attempting to to fix, but again, it goes back to the carriers. This is something that it really appeases the carriers. It's not meant to be more functional for us. It is more work. Uh, if you're staying within the Apple ecosystem, yeah, it'll be easier because Apple can create their own standard, but. Nothing about how transferring content or your your account from an Android to an iOS on the go, um, potential concerns for travel, but also potential charges and whitelisting. So there's so much ambiguity around what this could be, and that's where the concern for me is. So I, I to me, it was kind of like, oh my god, my heart sank the moment they sold it, and they were selling it like as if it's yeah. it's the best thing. It's like you know birthday cake or something. So. And, and again, wanna... only Apple can get away with that kind of marketing with zero scrutiny. I was waiting it's to see like when Samsung as... was going to start making jokes about it first. I can record that video. <laughs> no, because you know but, they're but... going to backtrack. The, they're oh, back they totally to are. Other. No, you, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm agreeing with you. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, but again, it's just disappointing because so many of these claims deserve some kind of pushback. But then you, you see the reporter is sitting in front of like, a MacBook and a Mac Studio with an iPad and an iPhone. You're like, no, I, I don't think we're really going to get the hard-hitting investigative journalism that Apple's claim really uh, deserved there. 
So it, it's it, it's kind of a bummer. It, it, it yeah. Th- th- this really feels like the holding pattern that Apple needs to be in until they they switch over to USB C. Yeah. We know they're going to try and ratchet people away from USB C and try and convince more people to buy, it, you know, it, it, extremely more expensive MagSafe chargers. That's going to be the next push is to go portless. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that, I think we can see the direction they're trying to go with. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's it's going to be it's, MagSafe heaven and portless and then um, the speakers. I don't know with the technology on how they're going to be able to fix that, but maybe they'll just be able to beam it straight to your ears. Like I saw I saw a piece of tech in XES early this year that still hasn't materialized. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a projector. It's a, it's a speaker projector that projects specifically directly to your ears. It has cameras mm-hmm. in the center of the speaker. And it basically, as soon as it locates the silhouette of your face, it shoots the audio straight to you. So it makes it very personal. So even though you and yeah. I could be standing next to each other, I can be listening to it and you'd be like, well, what are you doing, TK? Um, maybe yeah, that maybe that's yeah. waveforming or beam forming. I forget beam exactly forming. what they call it. But. I, I, I iPhone seventeen. That's basically my prediction right now. <laughs> iPhone seventeen, beam forming audio straight to your ears, portless. No more need for the lightning adapter or USB C adapter for that matter, because it's all going to be MagSafe and AirDrop. Yeah. So basically, and and it's not going to have any built in storage because you would just use iCloud. Absolutely, because you're going to be. There. Why would you need storage <laughs> on the device? What are you poor? Don't be poor. Don't be poor. Be, you know, be Apple. No. Um, <laughs> the, the, so the, a lot of the, so again, a lot of things kind of going on there. Um, if you're an Apple fan, and if you definitely, if you're if you're excited about what Apple's putting out, just understand the options that you're getting, what things could be there, and what could be you know different. If you live outside of the U.S., for the most part, you're again very iterative. You're are going to you're more than likely going to still have your SIM tray. Well, um, if you live outside the U.S., you're probably going to be paying significantly more. That was the other thing. So Europe is going to be paying more money to keep Whoa, the SIM tray. Damn. So that that was, to me, it was like, oh, my God, you're making it into a feature that they pay more money for. It's like, seriously. Oh, boy. Like, because we didn't get cheaper. And doesn't it, doesn't that feel you? like economically punitive from Apple that like, oh, you're going to you're going to send regulators off after us. I guess you just need to spend more on our phones now. Hmm. Yeah. Well, because it's going to it almost feels. Money. Yeah. It, it almost yeah. feels retaliatory, like a, a little bit, a little bit. And again, bit. I remember Tim Cook testifying under oath before a Senate judicial community uh, uh, committee. Uh, committee. Thank you. Yeah. You know, um, it's a community saying committee, that, but you know what I mean? That bullying was just not a part of the Apple DNA. Like yeah. Apple doesn't bully, but apparently it's okay to talk trash about, you know, like just buy your mom an iPhone. It's okay to hassle developers. It's okay to economically try to savage markets that go after you with regulators. I mean, that's not bullying, green bubble, blue bubble. No, no, no. That's just Apple winning, I guess. Um, I almost feel like that's perjury. I almost feel like we should be able to call Tim Cook in and be like, uh, you lied. Apple lied. profits immensely from incredible amounts of social conditioning, which all leads to bullying. And your products are now starting to reflect that directly. It used to be you would say that as like the quiet part, but now you're just saying it out loud yeah, in front of everybody because you're, you're arrogant as shit. So. Because you 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 realize realistically, uh, you know, like okay, well, it's basically us or or Samsung. We're the betters, so you should just go with the best. It it so to me, it's, 
It's a tough story, so, but I, I will say this: um, I, I will not be partaking of the juice this year. Uh, I will, I, I will, I will gladly uh, wait for the Xperia One Mark IV to come out and then spend my money where I feel like my my experience would be definitely uh, yeah. not only catered for, but also uh, you know well des- designed for what I like. It's really what it's intended to be. Same. Um, the watch was, like I said, for the most part. Again, nothing that exciting for me. It's an iterative update. The 7 is still a very good, reliable option. Um, yeah. And then, of course, uh, the headphones and everything else. Again, a lot of things we saw were already they're always on display. Nice to have. Welcome to the club. Uh, iPhones, uh, kind of a thing. Crash detection was also kind of like, again, welcome to the club. Um, I It just... it. I was like, it felt okay. like a lot of catch up. Like, it like is. Apple it's, is now starting to. They're they're trying to bridge the gap. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. trying to fix it, and they're doing it right. I mean, they're doing it in the sense of iterative update, but they're focusing on some areas like that. Um, but anyways, not to be, 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 be delay the 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 inevitable. If you are an iPhone user and this is something that you're interested in, please at least be aware what you're getting into it and the market that you're in, depending on what you're looking into it. If you're on yeah. a 13, it's really a 12 or a 13, unless there's a battery, a big issue for you on the battery on the 12. Well, and, really... and this is the window where you've got an amazing opportunity to shop 13s. Yeah, because the 13s are so, still, so now, yeah, they're going to be They're still for... totally viable. They're still on carrier store shelves. There are yeah, plenty yeah. of like used and refurbs. Like, well, I was about to say, this the, is... the resale market now is going to be dumping 13. For the people that are upgrading, if they're going, oh, yeah. they're going to be dropping the 13s no, and they... so on. So great Completely. deal opportunities. And, 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 and again, I, I know I'm being kind of snarky and a little shitty about this, but like if if you have an iPhone 12, get rid of it. The first generation of Apple 5G was a cataclysmic failure. And if we don't call, well, no, the iPhone 11 was great. The iPhone 11 was a great phone. It really was. And then going to the iPhone 12. The the 4G, 4G, uh, enhanced 4G on uh, on at&t when that first came out, oh no, no. Of that, 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 that sucked too yeah. but but i don't think anyone ever called out when we went from the iphone 11 to the iphone 12 mm-hmm. we also saw that soc um issue where apple put in more compute power than the phone could really handle and if you go back and you look at some of those like anantech did a great breakdown like hey let's just look at thermal throttling and you're like whoa damn if you play a game for five minutes the iPhone 12 outperforms the iPhone 11. If you play a game for 10 minutes, the iPhone 12 is throttling below the frame rate of the iPhone 11. The iPhone yeah. 12 was literally hot garbage. garbage. And it never got the pushback or the criticism that it really deserved publicly in the market. If, yeah. you, if you're on an iPhone 11, I feel now you've got some reasonable options to upgrade. If you're on an iPhone 12, please get rid of it. You will be happier with an iPhone 13. And if you're on an older iPhone and you're thinking, like, maybe I could go for a 14, mm-hmm. the deals on iPhone 13s are going to be remarkable. So I, now is absolutely the right time in this window to do some very savvy shopping. And I feel like the iPhone 14, the 13 would definitely be... Even in the used market, but it, it's still the better choice. I, I think it's the better choice yeah. right now with, with the, what's available. Um, and the fact that I think that if you're looking for a mini, the 13 mini is still a pretty good contender, a much, much better. Uh, well, I mean, it's exactly this. I mean, you might as well just call it the iPhone 14 mini. It is. No, no, because exactly. it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> the iPhone 14, the, I mean, the, the critical difference between iPhone 14 and iPhone 13 is one GPU core. Yeah. 
you you won't care about that if you're the person who's shopping and living in the medium tier iPhone land. A tiny fraction of those people will even notice the potential compute GPU compute power differences between those two phones, and just if you want a tiny phone, go get an iPhone 13 Mini. You have exa- almost exactly the same computational performance, battery life experience as what that would have been if they refreshed it for this year. It would not have changed. So I, the I, Mini is still a baller option if you absolutely. want that small form if, factor. If you're looking phone. into that form factor, I think the thing is still a better solution. Um, yeah, Michael Corcoran saying like we're at $600 for the iPhone 13 Mini and the refurbs are probably in that $530 price range. Yeah, yeah. Skip the SE ignore that the se exists now in the 5g era the mini is where it's at if you want a more reasonable price point for a daily driver communicator phone yeah don't don't go playing with the brand new phones don't mess around with eSIMs if you don't have to don't step up to the pros unless you're really just trying to show your family and friends that you like throwing money away i this i i'm very positive on the iphone 13s now that's that's my gig no, no, I, I'm totally with you. Um, oh, Davin. No. Davin Davis. I own an iPhone 12 for my business. One is right where the battery is terrible. Oh, Davin, get rid of it. Get Dude, rid of it. This would be the time to, to try to trade it in for a 13. Do it. But seriously, before the 14 is available, you still have access to that, and there'll be a really good deals on, on trust. The, for companies trying to basically clear their 13 stock if they're going to. But again, the 13 right. is not going away. They're actually just more well, affordable Ma- Mar- Marilyn right. is going to stick with her iPhone 13 Pro Max and her Androids plural she's rocking the Z Fold <laughs> no. as well yeah, I was gonna say, like, Marilyn, Marilyn that's got a it, good got it combo <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, and then I just had to highlight Steve. Oh man, Juan is such a shell for the iPhone. <laughs> uh, Juan's order is already put in. Just for everybody's <laughs> reference, he's he will yeah. he will be receiving the entire suite of 14s. You know, yes, in every color. In every color. Well, uh, just just like several other YouTubers that we know who are, are into gadget commentary, but really they're just I... into showing off the colors of all the expensive phones that they can buy. I, so okay, so if, if we're gonna no talk specifically, colors, I, I'm gonna no. be honest with you. I want, I want to see, <laughs> I want to see a purple Xperia Five. I just yeah. want to see it in the U.S. I haven't like I, I it do. exists. I know it exists, but it's a Sony only, and even with the Xperia One Mark IV, you can get those colors, but purely through Sony, and it's just very limited, and there's such yeah. a rarity. Uh, and they didn't have any of the colors at, at Kendo, so I couldn't even get a chance to see the color there, just to kind of see other flavors. Yeah, I know, but. Um, with that being said, I, I know we're kind of getting into the more of the latter part of our show. I kind of wanted to circle back a little bit with. So look at that. Okay, look at that little. Is that the U Perfect Mini or is that the? This is the U Perfect Mini. So this is a hard transition. Um, yeah, very. For people uh, who like doing mm-hmm. things with their phones and getting more compute use out of their pocket computers, I have been a huge fan of laptop docks. Uh, The next docs and the Uperfects, I feel, are sort of the best solutions for portable display that is Mm well-protected, battery-powered, and also has I.O., like hubs for a laptop hub. So this is the newest Uperfect. This is the Uperfect Mini X, or X Mini, I can't remember. And it is. It's an 11. I got mine, unfortunately, right before I left. So uh, if, if, yeah, if if it's going to do that. 
What? That was so this is an 11.6 inch um, laptop dock. Mm -hmm. uh, full wraparound, you can go like tent mode if you just want to prop the screen up. You can go full tablet mode, just fold the keyboard behind. It's got a slightly larger battery than the original Uperfect X mm -hmm. in a smaller overall footprint. Um, this is just at the limit of fitting on a modern economy airline tray table. So I almost dropped it on my desk. Um, so <laughs> Face first, I, I, desk. I very much enjoy this category of products. I don't have kind words for people who can't understand the value of a good portable monitor. Yeah. Right. So that's where we start. We're in a renaissance of amazing portable screens. I've been playing with a bunch of them. Like there are these amazing options. You can throw an extra screen in your laptop bag, go dual display with your laptop or plug your yep. phone into it, plug a game console into it, plug your camera into it and have a better monitor. These things have been phenomenal. So now we've got a great little mini touchscreen. It's a 1080p, 11.6 inch touchscreen where yep. a lot of cheap Chromebooks are still, what is it, like 768? You know, that weird, a just resolution. better than 720p yeah. resolution. 1080p touchscreen. Then we add a, a trackpad. This is one of the best trackpads I've used on one of these laptop docks. But nice, really chunky keys. Like, I really like the, the sort of chunky tactile feedback on the keyboard. That's really nice. It's got a great feel under your fingertips. The frame is really plasticky. So it there is. is a lot of case flex when you're we're kind of moving this thing around. Or if you're typing really hard into the center of the keyboard tray, you do feel a little of that creak. Mm -hmm. But huge battery life. Dual USB ports for other accessories, memory card reader, um, headphone jack, speakers... This is one of the best sort of outfitted um, accessories for improving the functionality of another gadget. And that to Absolutely. me is what's so exciting. Yeah, You've yeah. got, this is an accessory which helps you get more out of the gadgets that you already own. So let's say you've got a phone with a desktop mode, a laptop, a Nintendo Switch, and a camera. All of those can connect to this. So let's say, I mean, it looks silly when you've got a laptop shell next to your laptop, but there you go, dual display, and it's battery powered, so it's not taking any power away from your laptop. Or you could go throw it into tent mode and yeah. have your second screen next to your laptop screen. Then plug in the kid's Nintendo Switch. Then plug in your camera to use it as more of like a... Extreme use monitor. it as more of like a, a, yeah. a, a, a display. Yeah, a monitor. Yeah. So all of the functionality of this... Is, is what I care about. And I get a lot of pushback on my videos because people will say things like, well, you could just buy a cheap Chromebook. And you're like, you know what? What I would spend at around $300 for a Chromebook is actually yet less useful to me than just buying this hub. Because yeah. that cheap Chromebook is going to be less powerful than a mid-ranger phone. And it can't hook up to anything else. It's It's a... A product unto itself that's extremely low power, won't be fun to use, is only going to get four or five years of software updates, and then it's end of life, and then it's just e-waste. And I feel like this is going to be easier to repair and maintenance. You know, just, you know, all the screws off the back plate, you can replace the battery, yeah. and it should last you several phone generations with minimal was... maintenance, while also hooking up to everything else. 
in in your in your sort of home network of gadgets. So I, I've been very happy. I, I'm I'm very happy that this idea is still evolving. Yeah, like we're we still see, seeing new versions. Because we both got to play with the NextPad, and the NextPad is a really interesting twist on trying to make more of a tablet-y experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know a lot of people are hypercritical about how that came out, but again, a handheld portable display that is really sturdy, really well-built, that was really cool. Um, Uperfect has been, has been killer with some of these 4K portable battery-powered displays, mm-hmm. some of their newer laptop docks. This is a category that I can't say enough nice things about, because yeah. as soon as you get your hands on on a portable display like this, if you have any imagination at all, you're going to find all of these really cool things that you can do with it. And it and it's so much fun to kind of spruce up something that you already own, right? It's just so much fun to, oh, I was doing this with my phone. Now I can do it on this. Yeah, and yeah. I get so much more capability out of that just because... I've added a bigger screen, or I've added a keyboard, or I've added a trackpad. It's and you charge so your phone at basic. the same time. That's the other thing. And you don't drain your phone's battery. Yeah. You, you, you use this as your laptop all day. I mean, it genuinely is like kind of an all-day intermittent use mm-hmm. laptop experience. And then you unplug your phone, and you're like, oh, yeah, I still have a fully charged phone ready to go. You're, so You're, you're I, getting the benefit there, yeah. I've I've really been digging these. I'm going to have a full video out on this very soon now that my AC is fixed and I can edit video in my office again. But I'm, I, I'm with th- you on this that whole category well. has been awesome. Yeah, it's really been let, fun. Let, let's, let's do this. Let's plan on shooting and recording the video uh, parallel, of course, and then releasing it on the same day because we've done that recently very we, well. Because we do that with everything else that we do. Because we, with... we never, yeah. Uh, well, we get a chance to, typically we get a chance to check out some things at the same, roughly about the same time. I, um, I can show this real quick. So this okay. is the the U Perfect. Oh, the 4K I, edition. I, I have to block my own face, and then Nvidia is going to wig out. Um, am I even on the frame? Yeah, you are. You are in the frame, but Nvidia is okay. shining you. The moment it sees your eye, you're like, "Wait, I see you." So, yeah. so this is the the U Perfect X against the Mini X, and while the U Perfect X is actually a little thinner, it's a little sleeker. The mini, so much easier to use when you're traveling. Oh, yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah. in that it's in that zone where it's like it's really close to like the Surface Laptop Go Two that we both yeah. recently played with. Absolutely. It actually fits on an airplane. Mm-hmm. And oh, that was the other thing too is that they're getting smarter with their accessories. So they have this clamp. Did you get to play with the clamp? So no. I, so just for reference, I think the unit that I got is an earlier. Uh, Oh, an earlier prototype? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because the one I got didn't come with a lot of accessories. I mean, I got the, I got the wires, but I don't have a clamp, which I really wish uh, would, was there so for the phone. But yeah. they, they sent this over to play with, too. Instead of having, like, a magnetic adhesive pad or some other type of sticky that has to, to, to stick on there, this is still, I mean, like, you've got to set it up. And I can mm-hmm. understand where people will be like, oh, I want something that's going to be a little bit faster. But it's a little, it's a little clamp. There are these tiny little vice screws Mm-hmm. That attached to the side bezel. I mean, it's built for you perfect, but it could work on just about any other thin frame laptop oh, yeah. screen. Yeah, and and it can either go sort of sideways if you want your phone to be more portrait. Above. I mean, more yeah. landscape oriented, or it can go to the corner and your phone can be more vertically oriented. And again, it's just they're getting really clever at solving some of the criticisms. Like, well, what do I do with my phone? 
if I don't want to have to hold it or it's just dangling on a cable or how does it work? This little plastic clamp is brilliant. The way that it's actually designed works yep. phenomenally well. So even if you don't buy any of Uperfect's docks, like go check out their laptop clamp. And then when you get home, you can just kind of stick your phone at monitor height. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on, on any computer that you're using, like it actually works pretty well. No, no, so it, I was it, very it, happy with this. This was a brilliant piece of plastic to play with next well, to I'm, the, I'm, I'm their glad new that dock. you got it with your. Yeah, so I got mine literally two or three days before I was leaving, and I just did not have enough time to record content with it. And I'm as as I'm back from a trip, I'm I'm actually I have a massive backlog of content that I need to start pushing it. And it took me Same. a couple of days to get my head back in the game. It's weird how jet lag it wasn't as bad, but it was just enough to kind of throw me off my normal daily routine. Yeah. And then of course catching up with day job and stuff like that. There's a, a week being gone is is a lot of time. So um hopefully for me at least and I'll start off on my side uh I'm going to be at least pushing out the the scooter 4 the Xiaomi scooter 4 uh video uh within either maybe tomorrow or by Saturday and then um start pushing out some of the other content at least with the U perfect I think probably early next week for me so just a little bit of timing if you're planning on doing a different day we could definitely try to miss um but I'm actually spending a little bit more time which I the reason why I was also this I got my hand on the uh Mate XS2 from Huawei and that was a little surprise I wasn't expecting it (laughs) honestly I I show up and we go through the pre-briefing and then I am actually now able to say that it is beautiful it is thin like crazy thin and 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 look at that a fully functional front front display that makes it run like a regular phone and that's, what I like about that's them incorrect. Is, it's supposed to be a weird, awkward, skinny aspect ratio. It's that's supposed not functional to be. for anything. But the case that they give us protects the back display when it's closed, and it actually looks like a regular nice. phone when it's not being used in flex mode or opening up the mode. Um, they've done a lot of improvements over the app gallery with installing applications and usability. Uh, for me, it's just it's a lot of fun. And they gave, they also gave me a couple extra things. I got the, their new glasses. Uh, I also got one of their bands. So uh, yeah, I came back with some more gear, some more, some more fun <laughs> toys to play with. So I'm again, the backlog is building up, but I'm going to start turning through, through some of those. Yeah, and I'm, um, I told you I got I'm the THX. Sorry. Go ahead. The THX. Oh, the Onyx. I'm also playing with the Onyx as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Great, yeah. So it? I got my hands on one of them as well. So yeah. Uh, Techtober is starting early for me, and um, let's, let's keep it going. I, the, Techtober like ran the whole summer. Neither of us really had much time off. I mean, no, on top and, of everything else. And then we else have the that... M5s. That's the other thing. I forgot. Uh, um, I got a chance to – I have both the uh, Poco M5 and M5S that I need to put some content I still on still need well. to finish a video on mine too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a great little phone. I just finished an M4 video, and you're like, man, Poco puts out a lot of phones. The yeah. other one that I'm, I'm taking a, a minute to circle back, the folks at Unihertz reached oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so I have the Titan Slim – uh, just their new, their their former. Key oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw an phone. email from them. I, I did. I have not had a chance to respond back, but yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I reached. They reached out to me. They sent one over just for me to take on a on a little test drive. And again, obviously, this is not a direct one to one replacement for my beloved uh, BlackBerry Key Two, but at like three hundred and fifty bucks. This is making a really strong argument as a unique boutique 
communicator kind of device. And again, I feel like when we have these kinds of options in the market, we've got to do them justice. Like this is a very specific kind of conversation and it's not average consumer. Like anyone who would be interested in a keyboard phone, that is a totally different breed. And so I, I'm, I'm really excited to spend a little time with this because it's really inexpensive and the keys are pretty nice. Like I like, you know what it's, it's funny is like, it doesn't feel like a Blackberry replacement. It reminds mm. me of the old Moto. Do you oh. remember the Moto? This is like Android two years. Okay. But there was a Moto for Sprint that was a vertical candy bar that had a little tic-tac keyboard at the bottom of the screen. It's an uh, ancient, ancient Moto, but I I love returning to that kind of a vibe, that kind of a feel. And so the the Unihertz is reminding me a lot of that. So... um, I'm glad glad you you got a chance to, to, to get your hands on that, I think. Um, I know our buddy Adam had uh, worked with them during the original campaign when they was launching yeah. it. So I, I remember yeah, I've seen yeah. coverage from it. So it's, it, the good thing is it, they're still obviously going full force and trying to get it in more more people's hands. And, and especially watching, you know, that other company was an onward mobility completely failed to bring a BlackBerry to market. It just yeah. feels good having one option that has a keyboard on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like, and and Unihertz has many many more uh, additions. There's the Titan, the Titan Mini, and it, so oh, they, yeah. they have a they have a series of devices. Uh, but I'd love to see how your your thoughts are after you know using it for a little bit more as we're all trying to catch up. Um, I, yeah. I start to see. Uh, hope you have a good evening, Marilyn. I know I saw she has to go 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 to sleep. I know it's getting a little bit late for depending on. Where you oh, are. We're, we're wrapping this up. We're, we're, we're we not going to go another, another hour um, on this one, guys. So hopefully I'll see you guys on Saturday with the Android Bay. The show will be back. Obviously, I'm back in the studio. Uh, and then, of course, Monday morning, we'll obviously get the SGGQA back with our our, our buddy, you know, the uh, the, the GG, uh, <laughs> the SGG of the QA show, obviously. Yeah. Um, a lot of things to cover, a lot of exciting things. Um, Xperia is knocking it out of the park. Apple has some some interesting approaches and interesting mm. tactics uh, in 2022. Um, I will say that at the end of the day, you know, use your phones for more than you for, for all of the benefits that you can. Um, yeah. I, I, I did, I did drop a few hints at Sony at, at Kando saying that we want to see the tablet, the Xperia tablet back, but that was just me wishful, wishful thinking. Um, you know, you perfect makes a great opportunity, uh, uh, case for, Using more, using your device for more than it's worth, than it's intended for, not even worth. It's for more. If you have desktop experiences, or even if you have screen mirroring, this could definitely still work for you, allowing you to utilize, as you said, SD card, headphone jack, uh, external battery, keyboard and mouse. So many more things can actually become functional for you. So even with like an Xperia, you can definitely use something like that. Um, and, uh, so at the end of the day, I know I'm kind of like prolonging it, but I want to say thank you for everybody for hanging out with us, uh, for Michael, for Bionic. Oh, Scoop is in the chat. Hey, I, sorry. I missed hey, it. Scoop. Scoop's in the chat. Um, Steve DeRoche, bonsoir, bonsoir mon ami, uh, Barry Johnson, uh, Marilyn's in there. Of course we had Jeff, of course, El Jefe earlier in the chat as well. Michael Corgan, Farhan's in there as well. Um, with everybody kind of hitting us, uh, at, at this and Ron Guido in there as well. Uh, and I think Golan Lovey was in there earlier. <laughs> Wishing us a happy birthday. Happy, sorry, not happy birthday. Good morning, because I think it's early morning for him. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. Be safe. Stay safe. 
uh, and then enjoy your tech. Just whatever you do, whatever you buy, just as long as you're able to enjoy that tech and makes you that that helps you make your life better. Yeah. That's the whole point. You're you know don't you don't want to be stuck with an iPhone 12 with a bad battery. Just do what Juan said. Trade it in. Oh, get yourself into a newer phone. Davin. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm sure I'm sure tomorrow morning Davin will be going in taking care of it and it, it'll be done first bit, thing in the morning. In the morning he's like uh, Juan said, I got to get rid of this phone. Got get get rid of that Juan. Um, and of course, uh, <laughs> with the new mood lighting that we are doing here, obviously, as we turned it in. So, just oh, I, I turned my back on because of the the showing off the U perfect. Sorry, I'm not okay. moody. I one <laughs> not moody. What's wrong with this conversation? Oh wait, no, that is too. Whoa, funny. yeah, I know. It. Sorry, auto auto exposure. So, folks, win. yeah. But we'll 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 catch you back here next week. Stay safe, be well, take care, and take care of yourself so that you can Absolutely. take care of others. And uh, be on the lookout for TK on Saturday. I'll be back on Monday. Plenty of great streamers across the entire week. And Absolutely. really, really, really good tech commentary. So have fun. And we'll catch you all on the next podcast. Bam. Bam.